I want to open it up first. I like it. Your co-host. I have a gift for too. Adam. I have a gift for Adam. Oh, shit. Last week was Adam's birthday. Okay. All right. Okay. So I got him a couple of things. I like it. Get okay. ready for this. Now, I am coining a new term for Adam. Oh, no. Uh, along with People's Padre. I'm nervous. From hence, he will be known as. Uh-oh. The Vanilla Gorilla. Oh, <laughs> the Vanilla. <laughs> the Vanilla Gorilla. The Vanilla Gorilla. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Look at that. With that's a fire. Crab, that's the vanilla, dope. vanilla Gorilla. That's fire. All right. <laughs> that's dope. Yo. And then one more. I saw this. And he got one. a 2X. That's my size. That's dope. I saw this when I got my Freedom hat. Okay. Because it's July 4th weekend, and I couldn't resist this. I got him. This guy. Yeah. You could, you Where, could tell. The you thing? Could, right you, there. You could tell him why I got you this. Warning, beware of beware of dog with uh, with a Doberman on both sides. I like it. Some people don't know, but I, man, it's odd. I, you know, we'll get into it because we got to introduce you guys. But basically, I've been having a guard dog being trained in Kansas for my family because I've had a lot of threats. Oddly enough, not because of the podcast, more because of church stuff. Right, right. Um, just one recently happened where uh, about three weeks ago, a guy got in my face. And I was by myself on church campus wow. with one of our janitors. And I said, hey, I've already called the police, which I didn't. Yeah, I just yeah, tried to yeah, you scare him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he did not like that I said that. And so he was probably about 6'2", 6'3", um, definitely mentally disturbed. Mm. He got into our campus. We had some stuff going on, but it was just me. And then uh, with one of our janitors. And right when I said that, I mean, he got mad. He got in my face. He's like, why'd you have to do that? You didn't have to do that. Don't don't make me have you regret it. I mean, dude's all in my face and everything like that. So, all in all, I've been for the past twelve months having a guard dog uh, trained. That's what will, that's, what will, that's family, what will has you know. to deal with every day usually. I know. Yeah, <laughs> like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to bring your dog to church, bro. Bring so him to work. he will. He will. He'll come to work with me on on days that I know I'm gonna be by myself. Oh, and that's like, great. Walking to my car. And one guy has stood at my car with a knife before. Another guy has told me he's gonna follow my wife home. Most of them are pretty mentally, yeah. um, you know, ill people who sure. have opioid addictions, drug addictions. But that don't mean I don't have a responsibility to to look out for my family. And so some people would say, well, why don't you just carry a gun? Well, uh, a gun is easily shoot if someone's a criminal. It's right. not easy to shoot when you know sure. they are mentally disturbed. Yeah, 100%. Sure. Then you sure. feel like, regardless of what they're doing, you you like that's going to sit on you for the rest of life. And you it'll know? escalate. Um, that'll escalate the situation if, if they're mentally yeah. you know, unstable. What are you going to do, right? <laughs> exactly. So the dog is meant, if anything, to be a deterrent. Yeah. And then I travel a lot. So the dog's also meant to protect my family from away because we, I don't want to go too much into it, but like Chelsea has had a situation where like someone walked into her house. It's from our church, oh not from our church, gosh. but like, like, you know, Been around like, the like was around the church yeah. and followed her home, got her address, walked in her house, you know? Yep. So I'm like, okay, you know, that guy's told me before he was going to follow my wife home. Like. That can only happen to my wife, and, and if I'm gone, what's going to happen, right? Yep. And I talked to one of our our, our head of security is Vince. He used to be a, a big-time and SWAT detective and stuff, and he was like, well, let's build you a safe room in your house. So I'm like, okay, if a guy following my wife in the door, yep. how long does it take her to get my two sons into a safe door before that guy could get mm -hmm. to the front door? And there was a recent vi viral clip. I don't know if you saw, like, a woman in Italy or France, a, a guy who was mentally ill knocked on her door. Yeah. And then she came out with her granddaughter. And then when she turned around and the door was like closing like this, he put his foot in and then he went in and, and attacked them. So a lot of just crazy world we live in today. So this the hat is uh, right on point. Thank you, Rooster. Caleb. This is awesome. And my Rooster. dog's name is Rooster. Oh, that's so, dope. 
So, yeah. Happy birthday, Doc. I have something. <laughs> thank you. I know, right? It's crazy. Before we go into introductions, too, I have something, too. I've been working behind the scenes on some new Beyond the Letter. Oh, oh let's go. So, you know, let's go. we got some legit wow, that was Beyond sweet. the Letter hats. So, yeah. Sammy, we got one to match your red right, outfit right go. now. I mean, I, I love the fresh. fear of God. Always will. We'll but let, <laughs> this will go on the side for a second. We'll let Will decide. You don't have to wear it. But what do you want? Red or, red or green? green? Red or green? Doc? Okay. Wow. Caleb, red or green? Yeah, red or green? Do, uh, green. green? Let's do green. Green? Okay. Yeah. There we go. We got we got 200 of these. So we'll figure, nice. we don't have an nice. Ladies, we don't have an online store set up yet, huh? Yeah, this is all right. Yeah, we can work on that. Might have to figure that out. Yeah, I liked what? it. Either I way, like you can it. get like them at Abundant Living, both Rancho nice. and Pomona Campus. Um, before we jump back into it, we got two special people with us today. That's good. Uh, two of my close friends. If you want to know who are people I rock with outside the church, who are in the church, these are two of my closest friends in the ministry. And so over here we have my friend Will. Will on? Chung on your SAO. What's up, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. That means hello, my right Korean, there, by my, the way. My chingu, <laughs> my, oh, my chingu dog, right here. Okay. Let's go. Hey, don't get, Let's don't go. get twisted. Oh, I, I know Korean, dude. Too, dog. Yeah, there you go. That wow. means friend, by the way, for It means friend. Yes, 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 yes. And Ooh, then man. we got my boy, Sammy Rodriguez, not to be misinterpreted with the Hispanic movement, Pastor Sammy Rodriguez. There's a lot of us. There's a lot of Sammy Rodriguez yes. out here. So, yeah. so. Oh, okay. hola, mi amigo. Hola, como esta? There, there we go. I loved it. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I'm in the languages today. So, uh, Will is a church planner. Mm -hmm. That's right. Out in uh, the Orange County area. Yeah, right? we're in North Orange County right now in Buena Park. BP, Buena Park. Park. You've That's been right. church planting. You've spoken at our church before, too, uh -huh. which our church loved. And your church is called Beloved Church. It's called Beloved Church. It's a good name. Yeah, man. It's a real reformed months. name. Yeah, is it, it is. reformed? Well, reformed guys like to say beloved as like they're as in between. Beloved. Yes, they do or a lot of beloved. that stuff. Yes, they do. Like yeah. when they're preaching. And like they're like you know correcting someone, they'll be like, "That's just what I'm saying, beloved." Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, so. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's true, bro. I didn't even think about that. But it's a dope name. I've never met anyone like a church who was named yeah. Beloved Church. Yeah, bro. I love it. Yeah, man. It was a it was something that God put on my heart during my sabbatical, because in this generation, there's so many identity markers. Yeah, there's so many things that try to tell you who you are. But I felt like God gave me a vision to tell people. Their primary identity, their primary calling is to know they're deeply loved. So that's why, that's we, nice. that's why we're going to Beloved. So. Love mm, it. Nice. Yeah, but I kind of like Beyond and the it's Letter creative. better. But. You get to change, change the name? Yeah. That yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that beyond, beyond the Letter Church. That'd be a real long, <laughs> it'd be like the 90s all over again. It's like our church's name. It's like a mile long. I always make fun of my dad for that. Uh, but that was big in the 90s. We got Sammy. Who you you I can't I can't remember. Did you start it? Circuit Riders. Yeah, part of the team, core You're team that's part of the core yeah. team who, who who founded Circuit Riders. Yep. If you don't know nothing about Circuit Riders, it is an OG kind mm -hmm. of campus crusades for Christ type yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. you may be familiar with campus cru crusades for Christ, but yeah. Circuit Riders is yep. um is an incredible kind of um you guys didn't come out of that, right? No, but, it, um, uh, the simplest version is it's with Youth with a Mission, YOM. Yes. It's a mission organization, mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. all about uh, really inspiring a generation to love oh, like wow. Jesus. And so the tagline is to, you know, save the lost, revive the saved, and train them all. And, and I think a lot of times, you know, when people think about Jesus, church, Christ, sometimes in the modern era, America, Europe, wherever you want to go, is that there's a lot of stigma that it could come with. And we wanted to represent Jesus as he is, according to the word. And so it's been really fun. We do a ton of grassroots uh, events on colleges and high schools. That was our primary kind of mm -hmm. focus. And then we did a, um, a campaign called Carry the Love. And so it's been super fun. 
um, God moving in an incredible way. And then there's a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, yeah. And at your height, you've shared it be- before with me, yeah. and I was kind of blown away at your guys' height in circuit riders. Like, how many campuses were you reaching? How many students were involved in yeah, that? Yeah, I, I think right now, I mean, again, right now it's about four or five hundred events that happen every year. Um, yeah. And it's in grassroots teams, so about anywhere between 20 to 30 teams. And that could be a room of, you know, uh, 15, 20, 30, 40, or a room of 500 to 1,000. And so um, there's, I think, 30 or 40,000. I have to get the numbers. But uh, in a 12-week period pre-COVID gathering and seeing a ton of people saved, and um, it, it's been a special kind of moment. Yeah. yeah, it's been real fun. Especially when it's you – crazy. I mean, we might talk about this later, but looking at colleges and high schools and where schools mm-hmm. are going um, – you just see such a hunger there. And it's so easy to see, like, it's so easy to give, like, oh, this generation, again, I'm a millennial, you know, Gen Z's coming up. So easy to think about, like, oh, 5% of an organized group in metropolitan cities go to an organized Christian group. But that just means 95% are super hungry for what God has and are super hungry for spirituality. So it's been fun to to see God move in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just finished, uh, it finished, right? Mm -hmm. You finished a project with something we were involved in L.A., Love Love Has No Limits, uh, which was uh, from the Missions.me team, Dominic Russo and all them. Mm -hmm. And so you guys just finished a Texas-Houston outreach, right? Yeah, from from the Bay Area originally, right? And so I've been in Huntington Beach almost 12 years, and they asked my wife and I to relocate to Houston, and I said, the devil is a liar. You know what I mean? But, um, but no, but we, we prayed about it, and we got excited. <laughs> Which is where everyone wants to go right now, yeah. by yeah. the way. No, no, yeah. you know what's... When was that? What year was that? This was, this was, no, no, we're coming back to No, no, check this out, check this out. They're coming back. No, no, They're waking up. No. He's back. He's, he's back. back. Well, he's yeah. Hello. I'm an organic Californian. You know what I'm saying? I was born here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So a lot of people leaving California, going to Texas, Florida, other places, is amazing. But those aren't usually it's people amazing. from California. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are people okay, from like okay, Ohio okay. that came in. <laughs> they couldn't cut it. it, and so they dipped. Oh, you know? Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why he said Ohio. That's yeah, no shade to the Ohio. <laughs> so write it down, Andy. So here's the thing: is we want those people to leave so we could so property could yeah, kind of yeah, go lower, yeah. <laughs> so we could buy. No, but uh, so we were just there. We actually had our first baby, a baby girl. She's nine months now. Jeez. We had a child in Houston. Okay. Thank you. And so we, so we so just. So your daughter's a Texan, bro. Oh yeah, she represents. Oh, you know, gosh. it kind of gives a cool thing about Houston <laughs> is like it's Houston's very like about themselves, right? Every other city in Texas, a lot of places I go to, they they want to leave it. Houston's like if you ain't from the H, like don't if you're not about it, you know, don't be about it, right? Really. And so having a local, having our daughter from Houston, it kind of gave us a little street cred there. So. Yeah, we yeah, had yeah. a baby here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got a local, so. So Love Has No Limits was a big church partnership thing, right? Yeah. You were in charge. Were you in charge of the church partnerships? Yeah. So there's right? a te- again, we, we love working in teams. So there's a team of us on the ground where we, you know, sat down with pastors and leaders and helped them come together to be a part of serving the city of Houston and addressing, you know, needs uh, through the local church and nonprofit. So it's really amazing. Hundreds of organizations in. Um, I think close to about twenty thousand serving. For the day of, and then we had two nights of you know what we call celebration. It was it was it was powerful. Was the Beebs a part of that one too? Beebs was not a part of that. He was part of the first one, Freedom okay. Experience. But yeah. uh, you know he's always you know he's a he's a good friend of the ministry, not my good friend. Don't mm. don't you know don't <laughs> quote me. You know, you know how everyone's like <laughs> right, right. like oh you know him? yeah let me call him right now. Hey what's up? Uh, Come on the podcast. No, yeah. Uh, but he's a good friend of you know some of the the main people that run missions. Well, was it uh, Francis Chan involved with YWAM? Yes, he was. He still is. So. There's a lot. Of, so the send. I don't know if you heard of the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, send. Yeah. So a good friend of mine, Andy Bird. I was in Hawaii. I've, I've been all over. The send is huge. Yeah. So oh, yeah. so the send is uh, is something that goes around. You know, really about 
um, a war on inaction and really about raising up missionaries both, you know, locally, uh, regionally, and internationally. Okay. So he's okay. a part of that. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Or he's involved with that, yeah. Okay. Francie Chan. Fra- he's he's a G, man. He's, he's the one Francis and Francie Chan went to a seminary called Master Seminary, and there's only two students blacklisted from sem- Master Seminary today. One sitting at this well, table. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know if they made it up. Well, you're not on the alumni list anymore. Oh, did you look it up recently? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you are. I'm oh. trying to look for. Okay, I need to hear why. Why were you blacklisted? <laughs> look where he's at why? right now. <laughs> Uh, well, He's at a just watch church. one of my episodes, <laughs> and you'll know yeah, why. Because yeah. he talked about circumcision for 45 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's why. Anti-circumcision. Yeah, a bunch of things. Just a bunch of things. I don't. I don't fit in that box. I'm not. Not anymore. He's at a char- not anymore. He's at a charismatic <laughs> Pentecostal uh, church. That, that, but you weren't. Much, you weren't blacklisted. Well, I didn't do my MDiv over there, so okay. if I did, yeah, for okay. sure, I, I would have been blacklisted. But yeah, the, yeah. the university, the college, doesn't take. Um, because the seminary basically, like when you graduate from there, it's, it's extremely intensive over there. So like your wives have to be involved in certain Bible studies Mm. with staff and pastors and every quarter of the semester, you get evaluated as a student and they decide whether you're welcome to back, whether you've engaged in the community, whether your marriage seems to be legitimate. So like if you graduate from master SEM, not only is it a degree, they're also saying, Hey, we've. We, we, we've wrestled this guy through. Mm-hmm. He can be a senior pastor tomorrow. Yeah. So they take the list of who has gone and graduated very serious because what they're saying is, is if, if you're in yeah, their circle, approval. come yeah, look at our website. If you see that guy's yeah. name on our website, he went through the gauntlet mm-hmm. and he made it out because yeah. mm-hmm. guys don't make it out. Yeah. So they'll blacklist you if, if, if you're, which like aren't very many guys, you know, come on, on that you list and Francis. Cause they just don't want people to that's, know that's that you company. came from there. That's know? good company. Are you friends with him? Have you rubbed shoulders with him? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. You know, he's kind of a renegade, right? Kind of a rebel, you know? Know, Francis, yeah. I've heard friends yeah. like Francis. Francis <laughs> will just demolish you if you're under forty. I've heard Francis is he's one of a kind. No well, one. Well, here's what I found he's is like legend, guys bro. like that, and you know that's the space I always put Caleb in. Is like these guys are like not prophetic, like just real prophets. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. office yeah. of prophet yeah. who like like their statements are well intended. Yep. but can come off a certain way. Like yeah, yeah. you, could, they could either like. You know, because there's this prophetic nature that, like, they just, as their mind, as it comes to their mind. Because, I mean, like, if you hear some of Francis's preaching, you think to yourself, if any other guy ever said what he just said, like, they would be canceled. I mean, just Mm -hmm. stuff he's said on either suicide or conviction Mm -hmm. for young people. I mean, you just, you just, in any other person's mouth, it just, it would not land. It would, they would never be asked to speak again. But from him, who's like a real prophet, you know, type evangelist, you go, oh, okay, like they're best, they're best when they're kind of on display to share those convictions. They're yeah. not well, it's best amazing. behind the well, scenes. Well, it's amazing you know? when, what um, he gave up, right? And it's amazing, yeah. like what he gave up. You can't impress him. You yeah. can't, you, you, you know, what you, he's obviously not in for fame, for celebrity, because he had this massive church that he just left, right? And yeah. that he could have really, mm-hmm. you know, made himself bigger than he is. But yeah. Because I've gave met, it all I, up to go to what? Where did he go? China or yes, uh, yeah, a missionary? Yeah, he, he went to, went to Hong Kong. Because I've met yeah. Paul Washer before, back when I was at Masters University, 
And uh, my roommate was responsible for being his driver. <laughs> and so I forget where, let me see. Where is I've been Paul repenting Washer all from? week before I get Paul Washer. 100%. And yeah. if you don't know Paul Washer, more than likely you've seen a clip of his oh, if yeah. you're in the church space. Oh, yeah. But Paul Washer is this like, you know, super, like he preaches with just pure conviction, right? Um, so he, my roommate's like in charge of driving him. And, and, and I forget where Paul Washer's from, but let's just say you know, Ohio, who's the professional, who's the professional, he's from Ohio. who's the Ohio. professional Ohio. basketball team in Ohio? Cleveland? Yeah. The okay. Cavs? The Cavs or yeah, something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah. 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 So just, this is a high, because I James? can't remember his actual city yeah. he's from, but I, I know the story. So my roommate's dri- in charge of driving him and picks him up from the airport and, the, and they're driving. And then he's like, you know, oh, how was your flight from Ohio? And, and Paul's just very stoic and it was fine, you know? And then he goes, man, uh, them them Cavs are doing good this year, right? Like oh, you've been God. watching any of the games? Uh oh, uh oh. And then he he looks at him, repent, and he says, "I would never partake in something as worldly and frivolous and self satisfying as watching basketball on television." Sheesh. <laughs> and then he just stops. That's where I'd be and like, then, "That was a test. <laughs> you passed. Good job. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that yeah. was a test. Yeah. You know, it's and cool." He just, <laughs> Sheesh. And then, and then, and then, yeah. my roommate was like, "I don't know how to." Fo-. So he was like, do, "So do you watch any sports or anything like that?" And he goes, "I read my Bible, son. I preach the gospel, son. That is what I do. I'm a yeah. I'm a father to my children, and I and I'm a husband to my wife, and and that was it." Like, like he's like, so are you into gardening? Do you, you know? Like, so you're a golfer like, then? No, like, like, what's going on? Nothing, yeah. nothing. And then my roommate came and was like, I gotta drive him to the airport tomorrow. I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm so scared. And I was like, yeah. I was like, man, it's better, better OGs, you than me, man. man. Some of those, OGs. but they're the prophet types. Yeah, they just, yeah, yeah. It's like you know, Jeremiah or Isaiah or Ezekiel. They're just they, they ain't good one on one. Like, and, and and because they got these little antennas to heaven, if you are with them one on one, like they're just gonna continue read your mail and they don't really know how to turn that off and i'm not saying it in a spooky sense of read your mail i'm just saying in like in their conviction level you're you're trying desperately to relate to them yeah and god has kind of like separated them for a reason and they're kind of unrelatable sure. on a lot of fronts and the average person like when we sit down and i meet a new friend you're trying to decide if if we're going to be friends what can we relate to and you're and you're continually seeking down that road of what are things you're interested in. And at the end of it, there's nothing, then you're like probably not going to be really good friends. Yeah. But if all of a sudden you're a fan of this movie and this, and it just continually yeah, builds, you go, man, I like this guy. We're going to be good friends. So when you meet these prophet types who are coming speaking for you, your dream is to become friends with them. Mm. Like that's the dream. This is a hero of mine. Mm. I've read Crazy Love. Oh, you know, I've, I've read all of Don't Waste Your Life by yeah. Piper, you know, MacArthur. I've read all your books or whoever it may be, John Bevere, all these people like that who are like these, these guys but John Bevere has always been great and private with me but he's not really a prophet type in the sense that we're talking about some of these other convicting guys and so you meet them and and you're just like man there ain't no relating (laughs) you feel like a complete worldly sinner for even owning a ballpoint pen because you know they dip their pen in ink you know that's real that's real that's real when they write I remember when I was a custodian at Grace I I cleaned MacArthur's uh, uh, on the regular his office and that was a season where I was like that was my my hero that was yeah, like yeah, my yeah, yeah. you know and 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 i remember that they get like that i was i was just like look at his like look at his pins and stuff and be like oh my god 
this is how he writes his sermons. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I'd scrub his clock on the on the uh, pulpit, that infamous, famous yeah. 70 year old pulpit. Yep. Like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. How many times? I, how many times did you sit in that seat? You know, when you're cleaning it, you're like, you sit in the seat. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Maybe once. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I felt like I was violating. Yeah, 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 I remember yeah, one yeah. day. I remember I one day. Guilty. One day, I like chilled out with my fandom on MacArthur, or like realized he was normal when I yeah. talked to him after service, and I saw he had dri- on his sermon notes because I was standing in line and he was like holding his Bible and his notes in his hand like this. I noticed he had a lot of a, a bunch of rocket ships uh, drawn, <laughs> drawn on his sermon notes. Bro. He had a bunch of little rocket ships that he doodled on his sermon notes, and I was like, oh, this dude's pretty normal. You know, like, <laughs> I just thought he like, you know, every Sunday morning he came down from heaven. You know, just right. Just, just imagine seeing MacArthur in up, the wild you know? in a polo. That would be a trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That would be wild. Yeah. No, yeah. So, anyways, that's, that's interesting. Crazy. Good story. Man. Our introduction was about Francis Chan and John MacArthur, bro. There you go. <laughs> there you go, baby. I always enjoyed that. It, enjoyed that. that story. I'll tell because... you real quick another yeah. story about Francis. It's the first time we met. <laughs> oh no! Just call this episode Francis Chan and put their face. Yeah. In the in the image, so that people mm-hmm. think they're on the pod. Mm-hmm. This is when I realized, though, too, why he might be so prophetic in his, not just in his gifting, but even in experience. We were eating yeah. at a restaurant, and we probably had like five people, like, come up to him while we're eating. Yeah. So he couldn't even have a full meal, and he's not yeah. even a celebrity in the secular sense, but in the sense of like in the Christian yeah. space at that time. Yeah. It was outrageous. So we couldn't even like talk. People just come and say, "Hey, Francis, can I talk to you?" And he yeah. gets up and talks to them, or hey Francis, can you take a picture? Or, hey Francis, crazy. So that's love. why he had to go to China. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then not only that, right before we left, out of America, man. like someone paid for our meal. So Dang. I realized for him too, it's like, hey, don't put me on a pedestal, right? Like, yeah. like leave me alone. Like, yeah. yeah, I love God, I love people, but just give me some space. You right? can tell he's big anti celebrity. Yeah, but yeah. then he's yeah. so, so anti. But that's his experience. Yeah. yeah. So I think he kind of has that edge to like rebuke that spirit. Yeah. Of trying to raise people on a pedestal. So when he saw these millennials who were in spaces that felt kind of more like trying to make it more opportunistic in his mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I think that that rebuke yeah. just came out upon yeah. this group of people. You mm-hmm. know. So. Well, yeah, and he's in that season. Like you could tell, he's in a season of a uh, of of not distaste for the young generation, but concern. And so yeah, he's gonna sure. he's gonna voice it um, mm-hmm. as often as possible in terms of even if you're, you know. And he, you, you could see, you could imagine like him, like, you know, he's thinking like, okay, we're, I'm in a panel that's reaching the next generation. Like the mm-hmm. last people who should be speaking right now is the next generation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could see that oh, frame yeah, of sure, thinking, right? Sure. Uh, without also understanding, well, like, but if these people are from the next generation and reaching them successfully, exactly. like we should probably learn something from them. I yeah. mean, there's no harm in that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always joke with people like nowadays, like if someone who's older, maybe like a boomer or something, um, wants to criticize someone in their thirties or like, you need to learn more or whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, you've probably been a fan of TD Jakes for over 30 years. If that's the case, he was in his thirties when you were a fan of his right? and you were in your twenties and thirties. So like, you know, you can't can all of a sudden start saying Joel Osteen, when he first started, you know, preaching with 39 or whatever, you know, when he took over 38, he was in his thirties. So you can't really, it's, it's really hard sometimes for Real. someone that's older to remember what it was like to be 20 again, yep. what it's like to be 30 again. Yeah. So then they just look at someone that age and go, ah, they got nothing to say. But like, Bro. just remember when you were that age, you were listening to people that were your age. 
You know, like that's who TD and Joyce Meyer and all them like they've never they haven't always been in their 60s yeah. and always been in their late 50s. They were they started, you know, Billy Graham started at like 19, 21, yep. you know, doing his first crusade, I think at 22 or something like that, like yeah. with thousands being saved. And then yep. by the time he's 29, dude's packing out places. Yep. So, you know, yeah. it, it it's probable that that people can have that 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 gifting on them yeah. at that age. And I would know? I would say like mm-hmm. even oh, what you're, yeah. I think what you're talking about is there's such a need for new voices, right? And new voices to come in and space to be made. And so I think it's easy sometimes to not in a negative way, but recycle voices that we're comfortable with that have the experience, the pain, and even the longevity, and we're like we're comfortable with them but really making space for new voices to come and, and, and be heard. Yeah. As well as you think of all these OGs, right, who we honor and respect, like we love them so much. I think there's twofold. One, there's this, sometimes we put people, have you ever, like you put people on a pedestal and then when you meet them, they're human. Yeah. And we're mm-hmm. like, man, I didn't know they were going to be human like me. Yeah. And so we're expecting them to be perfect, but then they have an off day. We don't know if they had a call from like, one of their kids was sick or they had something, yeah. some struggle in the church. And then we get one bad moment and that could either, you know, we could be like, oh, they weren't, they're not what I expected. Well, they're just human, right? And yeah. they're just, they're just people. But the yeah. second is, I feel like this space that's needed to be made for these young voices coming in and really just saying, we want more of you. But then the, the, the uniqueness is social media. Like we always talk about, you know, like one of the things I love to talk about, I'm a diehard Laker fan. You got Kobe on the shirt. You got the two of the goats, you know, R.I.P. Kobe. Jordan, and oh, then, nice. yeah, and then LeBron. Nice. And what's crazy Don't is bring LeBron I'm going to say listen, LeBron. listen, you just hey, but listen, no, 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 but let me let Cut me say it, this. Corey. Check it, <laughs> check this out. Gen Z up in arms right now. Check this out yeah, yeah, yeah. with LeBron. He's oh, gone gosh. through the age and the era of social media without a controversy. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah, yeah you might disagree with his views or different things mm-hmm. like that. But you look at the pressure with social media. I mean, I've media. seen some things. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna yeah. leave, I'm gonna leave it yeah, be. Yeah. But I'm just I don't saying, know enough about LeBron to go into it. <laughs> but so, I'm just saying, you you think you know? about like like <laughs> loving his wife and his kids. And again, we're not saying this guy's perfect. But you think of again. That's why moral, what you're moral issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. what I'm saying is the pressure in social media. Our life is being recorded 24 seven. Like there's sure. there's a video that could come yeah, out. A, gla- so, a glass bowl. Exactly. Yeah. Like this podcast, bro. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this thing is a glass bowl. Yeah, bro. That's originally why we didn't want to do it. We didn't want to do this podcast because, because you know, we didn't think that it would reach people or impact people. It was like, okay, you know, the moment you do this, you you step into a new type of glass bowl. For sure. Like, yep. Yep. You, ste- sure. you step you step down from that pulpit. You step down from that lens of social media. Right. And you know, you, which is why, like, a, a lot of ce- celebrities and people and stuff like that, like, really don't want. To go on long talk shows or long, that's why they want to yeah, go on Jimmy Fallon yeah. where it's all scripted. Yep, because they don't want Safe, you to see sure. behind the for curtain. Sure. You know, like 100%. we've even tried to get people on who are well known, and originally, like their agency has said, like yes, and then they see our stuff, and then they go, wait, never mind, because yep. they yep. see it's long form. They see that we're we're, we're not polished. Topics. You know, and, well, I respect Adam yep. tremendously if you think about it, because. Um, you know, we've covered everything from Hebrew Israelites to women issues to circumcision. These are like really controversial things. And and before we talk about them, I'm always I always like pause and I look at Adam. Like, are we really <laughs> going down this road? And I'll just I'll just I'll observe his body language yeah. because I don't I don't necessarily want to. 
but but I'm very passionate about what I believe in at yeah. the same time. Yep. But yeah. I'm not willing to risk the church's reputation. I'm not willing to risk Adam's reputation. I mean, I kind of got nothing to lose. So I, I, I can. <laughs> I, but but no, there are real, there are though. other people yeah. around me that have that more real. to lose than me. Yeah. So when I when I'm like like. Uh, oh snap! He's 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 really like <laughs> engaging with me. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Let's let's put on the beast. No, even right now, right it's when like, Samuel yeah. was like, he, uh, "Will has a Francis Chan story." I was like, "Oh, like do I share this? Do I not share this?" Always getting me in trouble, dog. Yeah, that's, that's you, bro. It's not my story. <laughs> I got exactly I gotta, right. I gotta, right, right, I mean, yeah. Behave myself, bro. Uh, yeah, so I respect that about it. Even a lot of a lot of times, our most controversial stuff, like when I think about like Hebrew Israelites or um, or the women issues or like circumcision, all text, all text, manhood, all <laughs> women. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, manhood, womanhood. Um, I'll text Adam and Corey, and I'll be like, guys, like let let's let's really consider this tonight, right. whether this is going to go out because I'm right, not, yeah. I, sure. I'm not really. But they, they they give it the green light, and yeah. I trust them. They yeah. go, we go for it. So, but yeah. like, who's doing that though? Right, right. You know, and yeah. I, I really respect that about Adam. Yeah. Because you know that's it's such a unique yeah thing that's that and not everyone wants to, to do. wants to be on. That's why I told you like I was shocked with like even Sean yesterday. Yeah. You know, he's like, man, yeah, I'd love to be on it because yeah. I'm I I'm I know not everyone will want to be on this type of platform. It's yeah. good for them. Yeah. It's good. We have a good big audience, but. Not everyone is going to feel comfortable to share the Francis story, sure, which there sure. was nothing you said that was, you know, ill-lighted in any, any single way. And, yeah. and we even gave grace to yep. Francis in that, to understand sure. motive behind. Right. Sure. Like, but some people see that and we, we've had, man, like uh, uh, one in particular, like very, very famous um, person who um, is in Hollywood space. And, you know, his 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 manager was like because he's a Christian doing mm -hmm. Christian stuff now. And yes, we would love to be on. Cause at first it's just the introduction. Then it comes up like, Hey, here's some dates. Here's our work. Here's what we do. And then they ghosted us. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I know right away what that means was sure. they saw they some saw of the content. <laughs> they, they went and saw yeah. the most viewed stuff, yep. which our most viewed stuff is on, you know, racial relations stuff. Our yep. most viewed stuff is on male, women, men, LGBTQ. Yeah. So then they're like, okay, no, I'm not going to go. Yeah. And now I'm naked. But then they're also wondering, well, how come it, I'm not, uh, how come I'm not engaging with people in this space? Or right. how come, yep. how come this is going further? Well, it's like, cause in this age, we're kind of over that veil, that yeah, whole sure. veil of perfection. Yep. And that's why I even tell some other pastors who have big followings. Cause they've even asked me like, man, how are you guys doing it with the podcast and all that? And I'm yep. like, Hey, I've seen your stuff. Whatever veil you're putting on where you're meeting with your team and you're polishing these points and these things, like that might be an indication on yep. why it's not connecting with people yeah. because it's almost too polished. Yep. There's yeah. room for that. There's it, like there's yep. there's a box for that category. Yeah. But in long form, yep. you know, or in this type of setting, yeah. um, you can't, you know, because I'll, 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 I'm on podcasts a lot and they'll mm -hmm. call. What do you want to talk about? What notes do you want to hit? And right away, I'm like. I'm best if we just have a conversation. 100%. But yeah. if you want to fabricate this, I'll do it. It's your podcast. Right. So then I just recently, you know, was on a call with someone and we went through all the topics that we're going to talk about yeah. on the podcast. And I, you just know right away, the big yeah. thing I'm saying is like, throw that out the door. Yep. Like, yep. let's just yeah. Yeah. do a little research on me. I'll do a little research on you and let's have a conversation, you know, yeah. Yeah, Let, let's do that. that that's going to be way better. I feel like one of the, one of the struggles is like, 
just because you go on a platform doesn't mean you agree with everything that pa- the platform stands for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this generation is all about diversity, except yeah. <laughs> diversity of thought. Yeah, right. Yeah, we yeah, want yeah, diversity yeah. of yeah. cultures. Yeah. yeah. Diversities of economic social standing. You want, we want diverse, the skin color. We want we skin want colors. <laughs> but if someone has a different thought as you do, all of a sudden, oh, we don't want that diversity. Right. Yeah. So even for me, when I go on yeah. different platforms, they have different social views, political views. All these different theological views, but my thing is like I value friendship above that, because right? yeah. you're my boy, right? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm sure we have disagreements, but for me, yeah. it's like we want to live in the tension of having disagreement, but yep. still being friends, Beautiful. still yeah. honoring one another, still loving one another, still serving right, one another, right. yeah. advancing the kingdom together. But mm-hmm. nowadays, it's just. If you disagree with me, I can't have that's, fellowship but, with And you. that's a model for the layperson because that's their family. That's their friends. That's their yeah. coworkers. They yeah. have different views. How do you engage in Thanksgiving? How do you engage in it when, when you're a Democrat you're, and your, family's sure. a, your dad's a Republican or whatever? Yeah. How do you, you know, be congenial and while still holding different yeah. opinions? We're giving them a model. We're giving, sure. we're giving the flock. We're giving the layperson um, a model how you can disagree and still love each other. And Yeah. And I think what I would say... And learn and grow. I would say what you're saying, too, is, like, I feel like a majority of people want to be able to discuss these things and be okay with, hey, I'm changing my thoughts. So I'm sure that you guys might have said something on a podcast, maybe come back a few times and say, hey, I'm actually changing my thought on this. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Oh, for sure. But but, Oh, yeah, 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 all the time. But what happens is I feel like gatekeepers right now sometimes are saying you can't change your thought, even though <laughs> as human beings, we're ever changing. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like what Dang, there, yeah. there's, some, there's something on, um, yeah. I forget what it is, and, and, you know, all my medical people, you know, forgive me, but I think it's like a, like our, our sales are even ever changing. I think it's yeah, 30 yeah, days, yeah. 60 days, yeah. 90 days. So if we as people, as human beings. I think it's you know, seven years or something yeah, like that. I, whatever, I could be wrong. Yeah, whatever it, it is, yeah. you know, yeah. fact check me. But I feel like as we're changing, why can't we also change our thought and, and what we're discussing? And I think what yeah. you said it is that people don't want like the polished, fluffy, like it's just yeah. fake because our yeah. lives are messed up. And so I yeah. think one of the cool things, I was preaching at my buddy's church in Phoenix. Um, he just started a church plant this last week. And I just said, like, it's so easy to put people that with microphones or on stages or on cameras on a pedestal. And it's, it's, it's important to know that all of us have idols in our life. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's up to us to continue to tear these idols down. Yeah, and so yeah. we're going to share our yeah, thoughts. Yeah, that's true. And we Man, might even, that's we, a great I point. think we might even get like real and raw. And you might disagree with us, but we don't have to agree on everything to work together. Yeah. It's like we want to unite with anyone to do good and no one to do evil, right? Yeah. Frederick Douglass 101. And so I think. For us, that's why I love this space, because it's like we could actually discuss things that people are thinking of, maybe talking to their closest friends, but are afraid to share. And yeah. I feel like that's what's beautiful about this place and this space. I love how you said idols, because that's that's the thing. I like tearing down sacred cows. Yeah. It's like a hobby of mine. I yeah. love doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Not only in my own mind, yeah, 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 but yeah. in other people's. Yeah. And by a sacred cow, I mean like, oh... Oh, circumcision makes me more holy. <laughs> That's a sacred cow. Like if if you think circumcising right, is right, going to make right. you more holy or right. connect, that's a sacred cow, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these or or if republicanism is somehow at the level of your salvation, right. which a lot of people it is, yep. that's yep. a sacred cow that I want to tear down. Yep. Or oh, I'm more holy if I hate China. Yeah. Well, that's a sacred cow. <laughs> right. I love China. Yeah. You know, I want to I say that. Yeah. And yeah. and and I love doing that because um I, like the greatest feeling for me comes actually like when I am shown that I'm wrong and I'm convinced that I'm wrong and I I change to another viewpoint. Yeah. Because there's something liberating about the fact that 
that I can I can just let go of, of thoughts and beliefs, not necessarily the essentials, but just mm. like. And there's and, a huge amount of humility behind yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah like, because yeah. I'm not my yeah. thoughts. You people get humbled, people you know? think that they're their thoughts, That's but good. I'm not my thoughts. Yep. Like yeah. my, what, you know. What, are you yeah. guys, what yeah. is your guys' Christian biblical worldview on cancel culture? Because oh, while, while, while we're kind of yeah. like talking about these topics, right? So yeah. like, what do you guys see, like, scripturally, how do you approach a topic like cancel culture i have my thoughts but i'm just curious what you guys think it is give me a, give me give me a one word sentence of where your thought goes and yeah, I'll see a, how yeah, you're interpreting the question well i just feeling like for, for, for example this is how i'll view it. maybe this will give you context and no pressure because yeah. if it's wrong we'll cancel you no, i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no i think everything in culture has everything in in the life has a light side and a shadow side yeah right so yeah i think cancel culture at its worst is immortalizing someone at their worst moment right yeah which is anti-christian to me yeah, because Christianity is about forgiveness, about grace, yeah. about yeah. second chance. But cancel culture, maybe that's not the right language. At its best, is accountability, right? It's like Saul was held accountable. Yeah. Elders, are, elders are supposed to be held accountable. But what happens is, culture hijacks kingdom values and kingdom principles and takes it to an extreme. And so that's that's just what I'm feeling. Like people can't say things because mm-hmm. yeah. they're afraid of cancel culture, or yeah, people can't, yeah, yeah. or even believers are like, "Oh man, let's cancel them." One hundred percent. Not thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. will Christ cancel them? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Did Christ cancel yeah. the woman caught in adultery? Did Christ cancel Apostle Paul? But yeah. at the same time, yeah. God holds people accountable. I'm just trying to. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, what yeah. I'm saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my my main frame of thinking with it is what I've come to the realization partly is. Number one, you can't you can't be afraid of cancel culture. Hmm. So it's good. Um, I think the moment you walk in fear or awareness of it, because I'll I'll talk to people more, especially pastors and and you particularly, Sammy, you've been in the game, and I know yeah. Chelsea has with like big names, right? Right, right. You know that they're very afraid of being canceled. Mm. You know, like mm. you you talk to them behind the scenes, and and you they know it. They know it, you know, like they know that's why they can't talk about gender. Mm. They know that's why they can't talk about certain issues because they go, I know what my base audience is. Yeah. And my base audience doesn't want me to touch that. If I do, I'll lose them. I'll be canceled. Right. But I think the moment you start doing that, you will be head towards a horizon will it, where it will happen. Yeah. Because your convictions are your convictions and they will come out in some way, shape or form. Mm. So I partly believe that cancel culture is a figment of the imagination because mm. there's only two things cancel culture can do to me, to me or anyone else. It can either affect your income mm-hmm. or it can affect your platform. Those like the two things it could do. Um, number one, I'm not a lover of money. Mm-hmm. Scriptures teach me that. And I'm not a lover of self. Scripture teaches me that. So I have no desire to protect my platform and I have no desire to use a voice or a particular space to make money, Mm. you know, like, so, so therefore if I express an opinion or I move towards a direction, if people go, Adam, that's it, you're done. That was it for me. Well, you would have done that anyway, shape or form at something. So I can't, if I'm completely trying to consistently Mm. box myself in a bubble where I have locked myself in convictions because I, I don't want to be canceled or someone ought to be canceled. I think that's a figment of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm not concerned with that, which is why I think this platform has begun to spread. And some people don't want to be on this because right. they're aware 
that now I use wisdom. Like yeah, I'm yeah. not going to, yeah. you know, we don't say everything because we understand where people are at in their maturity. But yeah. regardless, we still do have conversations on the table that the average church or pastor would say, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know how you guys talk about that stuff. I could never, I would never, I should never. And at the same point, I talk to other pastors who maybe express other ideals that may be more political yeah. that I even say to them, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. I don't have, my people wouldn't be able, not, not, not individuals, but like certain clusters of people wouldn't be able to handle that in my church yeah. if I expressed, which to me isn't just Bible. It's just more like, their opinion on a political mm, matter, mm, right? Mm, yeah. Mm. In the heart of me saying that I'm going to cancel someone, I think it depends on what it is and 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 what it consists on. And to me, it's not to me it's not a true cancel. I think I think there's uh, I think there's a level of like making your voice heard, mm -hmm. and then there's pure can cancel. So sure. like, let's just say uh, a celebrity does something immoral and they're coming back and they want to repent, like Shia LaBeouf recently mm -hmm. did right right and people are saying like oh a, a tiger never changes stripes blah 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 like i'm all game to say you know we forgive you yeah it, it's not even my place to forgive you but but in my forgiveness yeah. like i'll re-engage with your movies mm -hmm. your stuff but mm -hmm. you know if you if you really were abusing a woman like you should have took the time that you needed to sit out and mm -hmm. if i ever met you it's by no means my place to tell you my 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 thoughts on the on the matter right yeah. Um, but then the other level of like, cause we live in a capitalistic nature. Um, I mean, I'm not going to cancel target, but I am going to make my voice heard with my, my wallet, mm, you know, mm, like, mm. so the, so, so mm. if, if, if target is making bad decisions that don't represent me and my community or, or Disney's yeah. making a movie that doesn't represent my, my personal convictions, I'm not necessarily saying cancel them. I'm more so saying th through a minimal boycott make your voice heard because mm. yeah. it's capitalistic in nature. Mm. Now, if I ever met the CEO, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give him the middle finger or anything like that. Right. So I think there's a balance, but I, but I do think the overall cancel this, cancel that I'm going to cancel this pastor, this preacher that's happened to us before, like yeah. not on the podcast, but in church, yeah. I recently met someone who uh, canceled us six years ago because we weren't doing enough demon possession you know, things in service on Sunday where yeah. they wanted us to bring people up and have, you know, convulse and bring a demon out. And, and they said, I'm out of here. Mm. I'm canceling you guys. You guys aren't doing ministry the way Jesus did. And then they come back five years later and they're like, yeah, I couldn't, right. I couldn't connect anywhere. I found a church that did the deliverance stuff, but you know, they didn't preach the word mm. or they didn't do this or they didn't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you really want your cake and you want to eat it too, huh? Mm. You, you think everything out there is meant to be your viewpoint, yeah. your 100% everything. You didn't go do your own thing. Go yeah. start your own thing and see how many people come to that. Yeah. It's not going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. So I do think that an idea of counsel is, is very dangerous, mm -hmm. you know, a, as a whole. And anyone who does it, you know, is ridiculous. But I also think you have the choice to, like, unfollow someone, mm -hmm. not shop somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think that's a natural and progression I, well, I think, of life. Right? I think like um, forgiveness doesn't equate with um, like, just because I forgive you or I don't mind what you're saying doesn't mean I have to trust you mm -hmm, again. Mm -hmm. And that goes like, I don't blame if masters blacklisted me or I don't blame them. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I, you yeah. know, I, you know, I, I don't hate on them for not inviting me to come speak at a chapel or whatever. Yeah. Like, 
totally understand. So I think when you talk about cancel, cancel culture, like what are we talking about? Mm. What context mm. are we talking about in our families mm. where we alienate and ostracize somebody who doesn't agree with us? Are we talking about a social media platform? Are we talking about a church platform? There are many ways cancellation can take place, and it's kind of varied. In order to answer that question, you kind of got there are different different rules, sure. uh, you know, for each one. Just because, like, it goes back to like person in um, in pers- my personal life, cancellation, it could be wisdom in a personal friendship or a relationship. Uh, just because I forgive you, doesn't mean I'm ever going to trust you again, and doesn't mean our friendship is ever going to be at the level that it was before the betrayal. So you you know you have that element. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like I'll never talk illy about you. I'll never right, talk. Right, uh, right, right. You know, I'll never hope for your demise or your weakness. Yeah. I think corporations is one thing, and then I think individuals yeah. are another thing. And I try to separate the two. Yeah. Right. So like I can, I can um, have way differing opinions than LeBron James. Yeah. But I mean, I can go watch him play. Right. You know, like right. I I I separate you know, things yeah, oftentimes. Yeah, yeah. Other times I put them together. It just yeah. really depends on yeah. on what it is and 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 uh, and and that outlook. Would I buy LeBron James shoes or a shirt with LeBron James on it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah. I'd watch him go play on the Lakers, right? Yeah. So to so to every person yeah. and like you just said, it's nuanced, right? Yeah. Like and, and someone would say, man, that's a hypocrite. You go watch him play, but you want to buy a shirt? Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> there's the Lakers franchise. Right. And, they, and then there's LeBron, the individual. Right. And then, and then on top of that, then there's Nike, who's he sponsored by. Yep. And then there and then from Nike, then there's, the, you know, then then there may be his nonprofit that's helping children who are in low income areas. Like there's so yeah. many different avenues that that expresses on where your conviction would would guide you but where we exist on twitter spaces and all these things where people get doxxed and and people's safeties at jeopardy and then and then and then yeah, and then the yeah. nastiness yeah. Of, of keyboard warriors that are very emboldened to stay stuff behind the scenes but they'll never say it yep. in person you know that's happened to me over the years i've had yep. people say very nasty things about yep. me online and then um i'll i'll message them and say why don't you zoom me this week? Yeah. And then they'll zoom and all of a sudden they're like, you know, you're so incredible. Wow, Thank you for totally taking different. the time to yeah, zoom. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, it changed really quick when you actually have to look this person in the eyes. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I always try to framework like Mike, especially on this podcast, like with whatever passion or expression um, I share, I should have no problem sharing at that same level if i seen that person in person in person sure, yeah sure. so that's the try the measurement i try sure. i i try to add so like recently when we shared some views about chosen i thought to myself like if i met the director in person would i still use the same language and the same level of conviction the right, same opinion right. if i were looking him in the eyes right yeah. and i believed yeah i would yep. i would because i don't yep. think i said anything mean yep. or distasteful right yeah so i always try to measure my digital uh opinion to what I would really say if that person was standing in front of me, yeah, you know, because it's a totally sure. different game when yeah. that happens, right? Like well, that's, that's that's why I think your guys' podcast is unique because I'm a pastor, I'm a new church planner, year and a half, big dog, right? So you're the hardest and, job in the world, <laughs> church planning. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't envy you. But like, I mean, you can literally go do secular studies too. They they say eight out of ten church plants fail North America within the first five years. Yeah, and they say the most emotionally taxing job is ridiculous. uh, It's you know, church planners one, and then it's like something else that's like in the manual labor sphere. You know, but my point is like you know, reaching primarily 
millennials and Gen Z, I think so much of the question is I'm in the world, but not of the world. Right. And because culture and Christian values are now so in opposition to one another, how do you mentor, disciple believers to engage and know when to disengage? Those are the type of things that I feel like your guys' podcast does attempt and address. You know what I mean? That's just a unique time to be a pastor. (laughs) Right? Because there was a time where pastors, when you said you were a pastor, like, you're respected. Yeah. Now yeah. you say you're a password. A pastor is like it's a cuss word. It's like, yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's so countercultural yeah. now, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's just it's true. It's unique times. Or bro. if you're like a millennial or Gen Z pastor, it's like I get a lot. Like I, I don't know what you get, Will or Sammy, but I get like, oh, what's your Instagram? Or yeah. you know, like, do you guys have a YouTube? It's mm-hmm. like with with younger people, they're before they even make a decision on you, they're like. Let me evaluate your content, right? Mm-hmm. Let me let me let me see what you guys are doing. Let me see what you guys have going on. And so a lot of times it it leads in with this like this language of digital fingerprint. For, and what you want to say is like like don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. You know, like c- come to my church and, yeah. and experience the a move of God and experience, you know, the move of the spirit and how we are faithful to the word and all. And they're like, man, forget that. What's your Instagram? Show me your right, Instagram, right. <laughs> show me your YouTube. Right. Like I, then I will evaluate, right. It's the yeah. Yelp culture. Right. right. I, I want to go see how many reviews you have online. Yeah. You like, you could go look at any church, right? Look at their Google reviews, Yelp reviews. Yep. And, 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 and someone who says something negative, you know, 15 people are saying that it's helpful, yep. you know, yep. like, Oh, that's helpful. Whether I'm going to go in that door or not. Right. Yep. And so we live in this space of, of we um, criticize before we engage, yeah, yeah. you know, where in, where ten years ago you engage first, then criticize. Yeah, for sure, right? Like, yeah. and I always use this example of like, you know, ten years ago if you recommended a restaurant, I would go to it, mm-hmm. and then I would tell you whether I liked it or not. But today, as close as me and you are, you could recommend a restaurant. Wait, I'm, still gonna go yep, I'm still sure. going to go to Yelp. I'm still going to go to Yelp. Oh yeah, for oh, yeah. sure. And it and it could have two stars, and all day you could say, well, it was previous management or whatever, whatever, but I'm still going to be like, I'm not going there because it's two stars. Mm-hmm. No matter how much this person means to me and they recommend it, the 5,000 people that gave it two stars, yep. that's who I listen to. Yeah, 100%. That's who I'm going to take advice for. Yeah. And then the moment I step in that establishment... I'm going to be looking for what it is that they said was critical. And then I'm going to go, oh, you know what? You're right. That waiter was a little rude. Mm-hmm. Well, you could find whatever you want, anytime, any place. If, yeah. you, if you drop a seed of thought, you can find... That's where I tell people all the mm-hmm. time, like, oh, come, pastor, I'm having dreams. What do they mean? And in life, I saw this. And I always tell them, like, there are some legitimacies in that stuff. But overall, yeah. you could find self-fulfilling prophecies all day, yeah. you know, like yeah. the moment you drop a thought in your head, it, it's what you're looking for. Yeah, you know, it's what you find. What were you saying? Well, you were saying the two things. You were saying uh, either accountability is the healthy side, or the unhealthy side is what? What did you say? Cancel culture. Yeah, mm. and I feel uh, like can never redefine that. Yeah, yeah, or just yeah, just writing someone off. Writing someone yeah. off. Yeah, because we're trying to use different words. Yeah. Real quick, because I have a question. No, I think it's appropriate. Yeah. I think it's what yeah. people yeah. know best is my that terminology. You know, my thought, even as you guys are talking, I was thinking. Cancel culture is so easy to do, right? But it yep. continues to limit your influence. And so I think what I think that there really is becoming a fatigue of cancel culture, specifically even with Gen Z. Although people are doing it, people are getting tired of having to cancel more and more and more and more people. And so I think depending on like with, with, with you when you're walking with your church, right? A big uh, And as Christians, it's super easy for us to cancel people. And it's so easy to cancel someone we have zero relationship with. And so the biggest yeah. thing I always encourage people to do is, hey, 
before we cancel them, like, let's contend for them. Like, let's pray for them. Let's walk with them. It doesn't mean we got to agree in what they're doing. But I feel like there's this thing is that the way to overcome. So cancel culture really is just there's a fear in people in ministry to be canceled because, like you said, you'll yeah. lose what? Finances, you'll lose platform, platform. and your reputation, which is yeah. linked to, to yeah. all those. But I feel it's like business. Yeah, but fruit, the, your lifestyle of fruit will outlast those who cancel you. It's funny because someone might cancel, yeah. like you said, they canceled the church. Five years later, they came back and they're like, I actually, I need to get delivered of that demon. You know, they probably got <laughs> right. delivered, came back. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so I feel yeah. like what we got to do is just teach people, you know, you could, I think it was John Bevere. He said, you know, he said, um, truth without, you know, truth without love is harsh, but love without truth is a lie. Yeah. And I feel like what's very difficult in this day and age, what people are afraid to do is you, we swing, right? Re- remember, what was it, 10 years ago? The grace message, right? That was just on yep. fire, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, grace, grace, yeah, yeah, grace. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. sleeping around. Yeah, grace yeah, for yeah, you, yeah. grace yep. for you. And it's like, yes, yeah. there is grace, yeah, but there is also, you walk with Jesus, your life should look different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's what happens is when we try and walk in the ways of God before we encounter the love of God, we just replicate religion. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with cancel culture is really encouraging people to say, hey, Walk in these spaces and just be different. Maybe you're not even sharing. People will see it. And don't be afraid to do that. But then the last thing I'll say is driving up here, I'm listening. I'm trying to get back. You know this crazy side note kind of bunny trail? 95% of most Christians have never read the Bible cover to cover. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, wild. yeah. And so right now I'm just trying to get in the rhythm of uh, I did a Bible school. Where you go through the Bible five times in nine months with YOM. You break down every paragraph. It was super fun when I was 19. <clears throat> But um, I'm trying to get in the rhythm of reading the word kind of more, con- at, at least once a year all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to Luke um, on the drive up. And it's crazy, though, because Jesus, uh, the Pharisees, religious people and, and worldly people are all around. And they say, by what power do you do stuff? Because they're trying to f- figure out a way to, to take him and kill yeah. him. And Jesus is the ultimate triple OG, right? And he was like, he was like, by what power did John the Baptist do stuff? And mm-hmm. the religious people are like, hmm, well, we don't believe he did it by God. We believe he did it by man, but if we say he did it by man, all the people around believed he did it by God. And so the religious people said, we don't know. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus goes, I ain't going to tell you either. And mm-hmm. I feel like we love in this day and age to just give everything on the, on, on the table, but Jesus consistently used mystery to bring himself to himself, right? Mm-hmm. He would speak the truth, but there would be this mystery and not mysticism, but this mystery around, hey, come learn and grow and, and dig into that. Obviously, that's one thing for the religious versus, you know, secular worldly agenda that's trying to come after our kids and our yeah, generation. Right. But I feel like there's an ability, like cancel culture is easy, and I, but I feel like there's an ability to have grace on a topic that God wants us to walk in and really, yeah. really well, discuss. Let, let, me, let me say this along those lines. I think a lot of, t- and I, I think a lot of people, you know, don't hate on them for just being themselves and walking in the call that God has given them. Yep. So like, I don't hate Joel Osteen for not being on a podcast like ours. Like yeah. he probably risk half of his audience. I don't, it, it's a lot of times it's just a business endeavor, right? If I go get spoke at, once again, if I get spoke at masters, they may lose half their funders. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? Right, right. So, so it's a lot of times it's just a business endeavor, but I think you got to know your call. And you got to walk in accordance with that. Like I have kind of like a John the Baptist type of a spirit, yeah. right? So there's that powerful scene in The Chosen. Let me speak positively about The Chosen because this was one of the most yeah. insightful, profound scenes that they did in the first season. And it just like blew my mind. And 
and and when you take into consideration free will and you take into consideration just like how how God gives us the free will to make decisions and he wants us yeah. to be like children and yeah. to discover for ourselves and to figure it out for ourselves and and um within our character the nature the way he made us so he Jesus is talking to John the Baptist and he he's not going to tell him don't go confront I think it was Pilate or Herod mm-hmm. for sleeping with his Herod. his yeah. his yeah. his you know uh, brother's wife I think he's he, but he, he was just like and he got sad Jesus there was a sadness mm-hmm. and it spoke volumes mm. in the sense that he it was like John the Baptist was at a crossroads yeah either he's gonna risk being canceled right because he wrote he, he d- does what a lot of w- what we do here right he read the newspaper that morning and said yep. hmm, this this is interesting. Right. Our ruler is committing sin. Right. Now he could have been quiet. He could have been a Joel Osteen. He was supposed to be the ruler of Israel. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, yeah. He, you, you know, know, he could have been a Joel be a Osteen, king. a T.D. Jakes, and not rock the boat. Nothing against them, but yeah. they're not going to rock the boat, right? Yeah. So he could yeah, have done that. They don't have a prophetic that. nature in that Yeah. Sense. And, and, yep. and, and, and maybe he would have lived another 20, 30 years if he just didn't make that, that, that decision. Yeah. If he didn't decide to be him, and to have that, that he couldn't constrain the zeal to confront the leader. Yeah. Yeah. And he was going, he was willing to risk martyrdom, not for a salvation issue. That wasn't a salvation. It wasn't like God, God was like, okay, you know, you're not going to be, you're not going to be saved or you're not going to be as holy if you mm-hmm. don't confront him. Yeah. It was, he made the decision. You know what? I just can't take it. Yeah. I'm going to confront him. And Jesus didn't tell him, even though Jesus knew yeah. that by confronting him, he would die. Right. And that's what that scene showed. That's good. And, yeah. he, and Jesus kind of got sad after he left because he, he, he was like, I, I forget the dialogue, but it was along the lines of like, do you really want to do this, John? Like, like it was kind of yeah. like having, helping him really analyze whether he really wants to make this decision. And he just looks at John, walk away. He knows that that'll be the last time he sees them in this him, in this life because he's going to get his head chopped off right. as a result of that. And he kind of he gets sad, and I think he starts to cry. Right, yeah. he just gets real somber. Like, man, the decision you're about to make right now is going to cost you your life. Well, yeah. I have a question. And that, along that those was lines. like, but that was like, yeah. but that's oh, what got, I'm saying is, oh wow, we got the Holy there, Spirit. No, talking? no, no. I want you to. <laughs> oh, you're right. good. I want no, you it's to. Along the lines Holy of what you're saying. I want you to. I want you. I want you. I want you to say, I just want to make sure I said everything I want to say about it. Um, and so, so in regards to cancellation, there are some people that are just crazy like me that, that (laughs) I just, I'm, I have a martyrdom complex. Like, I'm not going to lie. I kind of do. I'm, I kind of do. Like if I see something that's wrong and I, I'd rather speak against it and risk right. cancellation yeah. and risk being on the streets yeah. than not saying it. Yeah. But not everybody is crazy like me. Yeah, and right. I, that's just kind of like what, how I feel like I'm like John the Baptist. And, or, and, and, and yeah. before the question, I would say everyone, it's like you're saying, John the Baptist, his messaging and his preparing the way, so grateful that Jesus and John the Baptist didn't have the same, obviously, mission, because then we want to be standing here, meaning... It's celebrating everyone in what they're yeah. carrying. And so yeah. I think yeah. what's super important is to know what message, what message do you ha- is God saying, I want to give to you? It doesn't mean that it's yeah. not, you're not going to have struggle. I said this, you know, a, a few times ago, but saying um, when the Israelites went into the promised land, you know, when they were in the wilderness, they had a cloud by day, fire by night. They have food, quail came, manna that was yeah. like, you know, it didn't turn it into fat. It turned into muscle. It's crazy. Heavenly manna. It's crazy. Right, right. No, that's, that's, that's cat, <laughs> but moving on. <laughs> The moment they entered the promised land, 
their clothes wore out, the the the, the shade and the, the fire left, and they had to fight. And yeah. a lot of times what we realize is when we're on the precipice of our inheritance, our promised land, battle gets more intense, and we think, oh, this isn't the right way, but maybe that's where the Lord's leading us into. And so I think for you, yeah. you having that thing, and then the second one, and then the question is, what's really cool being in Houston I got to meet, and I don't know the Osteen super well, but I kind of got to meet Joel and Victoria. Yeah, they are the most godly people I have met, the yeah. kindest people I've ever met. And I think it's so easy to be like throw shade at this person, that person. I'm not saying that you're doing that. I'm just saying it's so easy to when we see someone from far off. But maybe God said, "I want you to carry this message." And oh and, yes, and and they're gonna yeah. like the yeah. amount of people that cancel Joel for carrying the message that he's carrying. He's dealing with a different cancellation. And so I think it's important to realize, yeah, like, like, hey, yeah. we celebrate you, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be your mess. I want to be what God's called me to be, which is why I love sitting here and just talking about. I can't wait for the next. Well, that's what topic. I grew yeah. out of because one <laughs> of our pet peeves. Well, one of our pet peeves. Yeah. Are, if you want to be, we, me and I'm talk about this all the time, but if you want to be the biggest uh, YouTube influencer from a Christian perspective, devote your entire YouTube page to criticizing other yeah. other other, other right. drama, church drama. Right. Like there's one in particular, he's one of the biggest. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's made his fame by church drama by pimp. Church drama pimp being a yeah. church drama pimp. Yeah. But that's something I grew out of because I was right. a part of the cancellation right, right. that would cancel a Joel Osteen or yeah. a T.D. Jakes. Yeah, yeah. Or Stephen Furtick or whatever. Yeah. Else. yeah. Now I'm at Shout the point where no, Jakes, I genuinely I appreciate you, Bishop. Love you, Bishop. I yeah. genuinely appreciate <laughs> the gift that they bring to the church the so unique good. message that they bring yeah chelsea yeah. what do you got i just have a question because i feel like within the, my questions is within the church context i feel like there's a blurred line when it comes to cancellation and accountability so do you guys think because in the christian world most of the cancellation not the only way but most of the cancellation of pastors or leaders in the christian realm is because some big moral failure that's happened hmm. do you feel like Leaders have gotten to a place where they've been canceled because there's been a lack of accountability within mm-hmm. their circle. Because if you're seeing your leader, regardless of their fame or influence, that is doing something that's kind of sketchy, like I just feel like we're quick to cancel, but slow to help hold people accountable because we want to be attached to the influence. That's good. So at what point do you guys feel it's necessary to hold people accountable in private before they are canceled publicly? Yeah, I mean, that's Matthew 16, right? If you see your brother in sin, yeah. go confront them. 18, the mem- 19. 18, like there yeah. you go, baby. There you go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 18, it's Matthew 18. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I quoted yeah. a lot yeah, yeah, to people. Yeah, yeah. 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 So Matthew 18. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, Matthew 18, beloved. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> beloved. <laughs> I went, to, I went to seminary, too, yeah, just yeah. in case you're uh, uh, questioning me right now. Oh, dude, but, we do this on the podcast all the time. It's like, trust me, I went to school, but I can't remember that verse no. at all. Well, it's my medical thing. My medical thing. I was like, oh, wait, 30 wait, days, wait. you're like seven years. The, the, Bible, the Bible doesn't even quote the Bible like that. The yeah. Bible just says, you've heard it said. You've heard it said. It doesn't say Matthew 5, 18. So I'm like, I quote the Bible like the Bible quotes the Bible. Here was the judgment. Here was the grace. Like Paul quotes it. You know what I mean. It says in the Bible. But I think, Chelsea, to answer your question, I think, yeah, Matthew 18 is if someone is caught in sin, you got to confront them in private. And if they don't answer, then you bring other brothers or sisters with you to confront them and later, quote unquote, cancel them. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel I just feel like believers today with social media and with their culture, we are being discipled by the world more so than scripture. Right. And I one of the things that I. This is not just cancel culture. I just, this idea of this mob mentality, we're just follow the crowd, follow the loudest voice. I think the call to believers is to have a sober mind, 
to see what the word says and then to weigh the options and not just do what society is doing, right? So anyways, that's another part. But to answer your question, yeah, I absolutely believe pastors especially should have way more accountability yep. and closer friends and mentors that can speak into yep. their lives. And not only that, I, I heard this phrase recently, sometimes accountability doesn't work. Edit, editability works better, right? Accountability sometimes is, hey, I'm struggling with something, you're struggling with something, let's hold each other accountable. But both of us don't have any authority over it because we're both struggling with yep, it. Yep. But editability is giving a mentor or an older brother or sister or a father or mother in the faith a red pen and saying, hey, I don't want you to hold me accountable. I give you permission to edit my life. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right Here's a red pen. Circle and cross out and mm-hmm. rewrite my story if yeah. you're seeing things that I don't, is out of line, is out of yeah. whack, right? But yeah. sometimes pastors don't have that. And we don't allow that because there's a power dynamics where your staff can't confront you because you pay for their yeah. salaries. Yeah. Staff members can't call you out when you dismiss someone or when you yeah. abuse somebody because they're afraid yeah. of their jobs. Yeah. Right? So I would say pastors to have the humility to have a culture where your mm-hmm. staff can call you out. Yeah. You give feedback to your staff, but does your staff give feedback to you? Right. Mm-hmm. You can confront your staff if they're not doing something you want them to do, but can they confront mm-hmm. you? And having the humility and the grace and even just being human. Right. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Being, and when you say confront, you know, I know I yeah, I know you well enough to know you you know, you're not saying like, Well, what about you? Like that Aww. that confront more like, Hey pastor, can you help me understand? Yes. You know, you're asking us to do this, yes. but you're, it doesn't seem like, like you're doing it. And like, there's a there's an approach to how you yep. like yeah. confront. Yeah. We are just so used to nowadays. Confrontation means argument. Yeah, like, for you know, sure. Confrontation is is understanding. Yeah, you but know, what I that, mean by this know. is there is a power dynamics for people in authority, right? Because they yeah. have more. It's just when you're in positions of power, there's a less accountability. There's yeah, for sure. You have your word weighs more than other people's words. Right. So, for example. A lot of times we do like 360 reviews for your staff members. Yeah. Does the pastor also get a 360 review that's mm-hmm. anonymous? Can your staff members call out things anonymously? Not yeah. like like yeah, in yeah, a yeah, confrontational yeah, right, right. way, right. Yeah. but in a loving way and saying like, hey, yeah, like your tone was very yeah. aggressive and you might not be aware of that. Yep. Right. And yeah. it's the stuff like that. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying having yeah. a culture where that's invited right. yeah. and welcome. Like, for example, Paul calls out Peter, even though Peter was the head of the church. Yeah. And it seems like there is some Ooh, type very of... very Catholic statement. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you look at Acts 2... Thank you, beloved. I've been going on this Thank you, beloved. Come on, man. Thank you, beloved. That is very Catholic of you, Straight on the Eucharist right Come now. home. Come home. Not right? come home. My, my point is, there is just... I just think, yes, Chelsea, pastors, I think, have drank their own Kool-Aid. Yeah. And they've got... They've lost touch with their humanity and their sinfulness, and there should be more accountable to answer your question in a long yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, On the yeah, front yeah. end. Yeah. I use a similar term that you <laughs> say, good. like, I, I don't use accountability. I, I use, like, um, you know, life audit. You know, mm-hmm. you have to do time audits, life audits. Yeah, it's good. You know, an audit. Uh, and, and so what I want to know is, like, who are your auditors, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's none of my business, right? Yep. So, like, let's just say as a stranger or someone that's just maybe in your church— it really isn't none of my business to be your auditor. That's good. I just that's need it. to know that you have one. Yeah, sure. Like yep. that's it. Like, yep. and, and I have to be able to see those auditors. And if I have concerns, 
be able to go to those auditors and then be able to tell me. And so any a church can call them elders. Yeah. You mm-hmm. could call them board members. You could call them whatever right, it may right, be. Right. But but there there has to be if someone wants to and, and it has to be legitimized. Like someone can't come off the streets, yeah. you For know, sure. Sure. Um, and just, hey, I got quite it's like, OK, do you do you consider this home? Is this that's why for me, like, um, you know, mainly I lead to like Chelsea's questions like you got to work out your own faith with fear and trouble. Yeah. So like, you know, these recent guys of some of the pastors who have fallen and stuff like that and the documentaries that be going on, like people are like, what are your opinion on it? Um, I don't really have one because it's, it's really none of my business. Yeah. You yeah. know, I have awareness of what's going on and what happened. And I can tell you like, you know, yeah, I don't think we should do that. And I don't think that right. should happen. Yeah. But I had nothing to do with the process. I have nothing yeah. in there. So. I'm going to work out my own salvation with fear and trembling. Yep. I didn't go mm-hmm. to their church. Yep. I wasn't in their circle. Mm-hmm. They wasn't a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I was recently with someone who was a friend of one of these individuals on the documentary. And they were talking about how they tried everything, reached yep. out, did everything they tried to do as a brother in Christ, blah, 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 blah. And now they don't talk anymore. So mm-hmm. he had auditors. Auditors tried reaching out, tried doing things. An editor tried coming in. They didn't want it. So, yeah. okay. Like, yeah. That's all I have to know, you know, like, or that's what all that matters to me. And so whether they publicly repent or whatever it may be, at the end of the day, I didn't go to their church. Yeah, it's good. I didn't consume their content. Yeah. I didn't read any of their books. Yeah. If I did, well, then maybe I just stopped reading the book. You know, maybe I don't, you know, I'm not looking for them to do anything for me. I'm not, they have to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. I have to work out my own salvation with fear and trembling. If they're a leader in their church, in the church, They need to be held accountable. Yeah. They uh, need to go through the process of restoration that they need to go to. I do think that there is a line that should be crossed where um, full-time ministry shouldn't be on the option because now you become a stumbling block. Yeah. Now, to me, you, you start yeah. representing 1 Corinthians where you're confusing new believers and you're misrepresenting the church and you've misrepresented uh you know, first Timothy on what Paul is speaking to Timothy of what exhibits an elder. And in that goes to the trust issue that I mentioned, like just yeah. because you forgive them doesn't mean you, you're, you're going to entrust them with what yeah. you did before. Yeah. The, so I have concerns know. with pastors that all of a sudden take 24 month sabbaticals and uh, <laughs> someone that was an elder in their church that that was a, a millionaire billionaire hired them on as a consultant, paid them half yeah. a million dollars a year, yeah. and they took 24 months in the Galapagos Islands, and then now they're preaching again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I have concerns right. with that. But is it my job to go on Instagram and talk about it? Is it my job? No, not necessarily. Yeah. I, I, it, it's not my job to talk about that. Yeah. I can I can like this right now. I can wallow in the wilderness and say, hey, if you're following a guy like that, you should have concerns. Yep. But as for me, yep. like I'm going to, I'm going to work out my yeah. own faith. I'm going to make sure I have my yeah. accountability. I'm going to make sure that I, I, my marriage is on lock. Yep. I'll make sure where my eyes, ears and hands go. You know, there's traceable, it's trackable, you know, all those things that I have. I have to take that and apply it in my own That's life. Good. That's what I have to do. That's good. And you had like, I know people, I literally know people who are on the verge of divorce who are, who publicly criticize pastors and leaders in ministry, Yep. you know, or have, you know, and and when I talk about the divorce, it's like, it was like through, you know, all these infidelities and, you know, there's a bunch of sins and all these things, but yet like they're, they're just so quick to comment and talk about these atrocities and this atrocity. And it's like, I mean, exactly goes back to Jesus's statement. Like, right. Yeah. Take out the log out of your own life before you point out the the, the speck. 
It's not that you can't judge. Yeah. First, you need to do a self-audit yep. before you yep. judge. Yep. Where am I at, Lord? Where's yep. my conscience? Yep. Where's my sin? Reflection before yep. communion. Yep. Where have I fallen short? Well, the key Where is your, you that know, accountability you mentioned, because here's the thing. It's like going back to the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church has a system for this. It's confession. So the, 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 the people are required regular to confess before the priest. And that's not a religious thing. That's a freedom thing. Because when you confess your sins, it's it's a regular scheduled confession of your deepest sins. Mm. Yeah. It's it's a freedom. Oh gosh, the guilt and the shame feels like it's been lifted. Now for pastors and leaders, it needs to be a group of accountable people that you trust. Like for my life, it's Adam, it's my brother Nathan, it's my dad, it's a couple guys here. But I make sure that I don't get beyond a few days if I'm struggling with a sin not to text or not to talk to them, sit down and say, hey, man, this is what's going on. This is what I figured out about myself. I'm dealing with this. I'm thinking this. I just did this. They literally know all of the skeletons in my closet Mm -hmm. at this point in my life. My intimate group knows all of the skeletons in my closet. Now, that is very reassuring for me. I can walk in a tremendous amount of freedom and guiltlessness knowing that those closest accountability partners in my life, they know my biggest skeletons. Yeah. And they're helping me helping me get yeah. through it. They're helping me to, you know, yeah. overcome so, it. Chelsea, do you, the, it's Chelsea, right? Yeah. Okay, so the, your question was, why aren't people walking with people that are falling? Is that essentially what you're saying? Like, not enough no. people are walking with them? Or what? No, essentially, like, because I've been in spaces yeah. with a lot of people who do have, like, power and influence yep. like the celebrity pastor yep. culture yep. and the people around them kind of praise that because they know when they're attached to it they also get a level of influence and right. power yep. so yep. They, they might see things yep. in these pastors that are red flags but because it might cause some tension yep. they choose to not hold accountable or confront or have conversations right. but are very quick to cancel the moment this becomes public right and so, they're, yeah, so they're the first ones to throw yeah, so it's like, but you, you know? saw stuff yeah, right. and yeah. well, that's what I would laugh about uh, the Mars Hill thing it's like yeah. Yeah. Mark, Mark Driscoll it. on yeah. an entire church staff. Mark Driscoll yeah. was the only one in right, sin. Right. Your elders right. are throwing you right. under the bus. Your yeah. pa- you know, yeah. like, yeah. And, and I don't know all right. of it, but it's just it's hard for me to believe 100%. in a hierarchy that there was only one 100%. guy. You know, and then they yeah. go, nobody saw anything. Well, I'll say, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this is uh, I love what Adam said because I think it's super important. You might hear this podcast, right? Um, and you might think like, man, that Puerto Rican guy is cool. No, moving on. Uh, that's me. You're uh, Puerto no, no. Rican? Yeah, yeah, tu sai, papito. Oh, Let's go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, anyways. Um, and, and we're part of the Green Eye Club. Is that Green? You had Green Eyes? I, yeah, a little bit okay, like cool. Hazel Green. Yeah, you already know, big dog. Let's two, two go. Percent, 2% club. Hallelujah. Um, we're hybrids. We're catalysts. We're creatives. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Um, <laughs> I'll say this, though. It's easy to hear that and be like, I'm a call out. So, like, let's just use Adam, for example. Someone from the church hears it and be like, man, I've been meaning to talk to Adam about looking too nice. And so they're going to come and try and confront him or hold him accountable without relationship. And mm-hmm. I think what's super important is that we can't hold anyone accountable without having relational equity in their life. Yeah. And the biggest thing I would say for leaders, because I've been around some of the groups that, Chelsea, you're, you're talking about. Um, and, and you just Google it and you'll see it, is that we have to, as a leader, like Will, you said, we have to invite people into our life, right? Yeah. We use this funny example, you know, in mission, missions uh, like in, in YWAM and circuit riders, 
that mm-hmm. like you know especially being young and, and it's not only a young thing but people dealing with you know looking at pornography and then it's a group of you know guys or girls and they're together and every week they're like all right how'd you do and they're like man i looked at it two times three times four times like all right next week but that group is holding each other accountable but they're all failing yeah. and like you said you need someone that has risen above and walked in freedom to call it out now with these leaders chelsea what you're talking about is that I've seen not and not talking about any specific person, yeah. but it's super easy when you get to this place of arrival, right? Even though there's not a place in Christianity, to not have people come and speak into your life. And so right now I'm spe- I'm, I'm so the first thing I want to say is, don't call someone out if you don't have a relationship with them. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the very that's first. Great. That's super important. You need relationship. Yeah. You need trust. But a lot of these people, they did talk to them, like you said. One, not 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 only the person at the top was walking in sin or immorality or whatever it is. But the group has accepted that as a cultural norm. But then the second, I would say, is I'm reading a book right now called The Flip Side, which is all about overcoming personal constraints. It's crazy. So one of my mentors, he gave it to me. And I love what you said. Like, I like to write down, for this for me, mentors, right? Because Proverbs says, in a multitude (laughs) of counselors, there is safety. So I write down voices. I write down, you know, brothers, right? People I'm in, in, you know, this ministry with, guys like Will, Adam, you know, all, all of us together. And then I write down friends and then disciples. And so for me, I'm always wanting to make sure that, especially the mentor p- place that people could speak yeah. in. So one of my mentors is saying, read this book because you got to know that in this next season you're walking into, you're going to have your own constraints. And if you don't see them, they are going to destroy you. And you need to understand what it looks like to lead team. So yeah. I could buck against that. But what I've seen is that when I bring these voices in, it will show me my blind spots. And yeah. what's beautiful yeah. about the overcoming personal constraints is that you could work on these blind spots and it could free you up. So to your question, I guarantee, and I know not everyone, but a lot of people were speaking into their lives. Mm-hmm. But what happens is this, you get to a place of arrival, like not that we have, but we have some form of, you know, been in ministry 17 years, probably something similar, you know, all our life. And what happens is we could get together like this and we could just say, Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And we get together five to 10 times a year, but we're not really digging into the trenches of what our team, what our marriage is seeing. Mm. The one way to know a, a healthy leader is ask their wife or ask their husband, whoever that leader is, right? And you get to see how is this person mm-hmm. doing. A marriage will tell you more than even your yeah. team can because they're on staff yeah. and you're paying the bills. So yeah. that's what I would say with it is that making yeah. sure that you have... If their wife or husband will tell the truth. That's true. Because yeah. some of the wives and husbands, yeah. they hate their spouse but they know what food gets put on the table. That's true. Yeah. You know, like they know, you know, yep. that's why they'll go. I can't stand this guy in private, but in yeah. public, I'll put the show on. Right. Because yeah, then our kids don't have private school no more. But then you know, don't but have, you know, you know, when you, know, you, when you look at the spouse, look in their eyes. Again, I'm talking mainly <laughs> on, on <laughs> I promise you. No, I'm agreeing with you. you know, I know you. enough of those people 100%. where then the, the, the wife goes on apology tour oh, yeah. with him oh, yeah. and it's like, we're good. We're yeah, good. We're good. good. We're good. You good. can have him back at yeah, your yeah, church. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, exactly. Blink, yeah, blink, blink. You know, let me, let me say one thing though. I think cause we're talking about speaking into people invite you. I just love what Caleb said. People won't listen if they don't want. That's yeah. just the end yeah, of yeah. it, right? But yep. I love that Caleb said, I think the invitation is not just for the people who confront, but the, the leaders themselves and the pastors themselves. We need to invite people yep. to know our brokenness, yep. yeah. to yeah. know where we're falling yep. short. And, yeah. you know, in the past, I, was, I respected people who were successful. 
now I am most weary of successful people. Yeah, right, right, I'm not right. even playing no more. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, what did you have to do to get there? What altar was? What, what altar? What was yeah. on this? Did you sacrifice yeah. your wife? Did you sacrifice yep. your kids? Yeah. Did you compromise your convictions? Did you compromise your limitations? Because sometimes successful people are the most insecure people. And their insecurity drives them to yep. have significance yeah. outside of who they are. Yep. Not always, not always. Yeah. But right. my, my point is, nowadays, I am most drawn to self-aware people. Mm-hmm. People yeah. who are yeah. aware of like where my... In a very honest, In a very honest, authentic. not that self-loathing, yeah. right. self-care, but it's like, yeah. no, they're aware that I actually have a little bit of anger issues. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still a yeah. leader. But I still have anger issues, and I'm yeah. still working on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's you know so I mean? healthy. Uh, right. Pastor Adam's wife, Ashley, her and I, because we've known each other since I was basically born, and we've had conversations. And she's my leader, like a, a person I look up to. But we've had conversations where she's just like, we've given each other the green light to call things out and speak into each other's lives. And I thought that was such a humble thing for my leader to yeah. do. To to invite me into that space of her life to say, mm. if you see something in me, Chelsea, like say it and vice versa. So I think there is like that invitation makes it safe and yep. just builds that relationship to know like we, and, and one thing from me being like a mentee, when I speak to my mentors, somebody like Ashley calls something out, though I might not agree, I'm just going to listen because I'm trusting you got more wisdom than me. So yeah. I disagree, but I'm listening. Like, yeah. you're right. And so I think you're you're yeah. completely right in that invitation yeah. is so healthy. There's a handful of people, like you just said, which I think is huge, is like I've allowed in my in my life that yeah. when they tell me to make a left turn, I make a left turn. 100%. Yeah. Like, Trust I may be totally opposed to it. Yep. I may not even understand it. But I do it, yep. you know, and, and Caleb has been one of those people in my life. My brother right here. Come on. Um, our other my, our other brother, Nathan, is that way. Um, Phil, who's here. Heron, who's here. Yeah. There. Those are a handful of uh, individuals that uh, Aaron, um, like they could say, yep. Yo, man, I'm not feeling it. Yep. I closed. The, it's done. Yep. It's done. Yep. Like when me and my wife, I've shared maybe once on this podcast before, but when me and my wife were getting um, interviewed by Oprah's people to do a show, yeah, um, the few people I went to, all of them were like, I don't know. Yep. Not mm-hmm. one of them was like, right. yo, dog, Adam, you're special. You're unique. Yeah. The world needs to hear your voice. Like not one of them did that. <laughs> all of their yeah. first yep. were like. I mean, we trust you, bro. Like yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah. this is yeah. your call. But man, yeah, we're not feeling know. it. We're not feeling it. I've seen, you know, I've seen some things yep. that they've done on preachers. Right. I've seen, and none of their stuff has ever been ill intent that yeah. Oprah's done. But it's just never landed well on pastors when they've right. done stuff, and, right? And you and, welcome them into your life, and yeah. I think that's the biggest thing I with leaders. It. I dropped that, the talk. The money was going to be great. I mean, when yep. I talk about payday, oh yeah, oh, yeah. it was going to oh, be yeah. a payday, yep. right? But I dropped it, and it's easy second guess. It's easy for like people that have arrived. To be like, I'm good now, and you just get yes men and women around you. Yeah. And that's when you know. When you have yes men, and if you're a leader and you're listening to this, which everyone is a leader, at, you, we're leading some. In whatever space exactly. you're in. Exactly. Yeah. Ask yourself if the people around you are just yes men or women. And if that's the case, you are destined for a breakdown. Yeah. That's just yeah. the truth. That's great. And I think it's important for, before, like, look at Elijah and Elisha. Elijah's like, yo, I'm, I'm out. And Elisha's like, I'm going to follow you. He kept trying to avoid him, someone he walked with in relationally. <laughs> but Elisha was pursuing this person and got the double portion. And, and so I feel like as leaders, as we get to a place of even greater leadership, our fear of God is to be like, I want more key. Not everyone. Like yeah. you said, you mentioned four or five. 
I want key voices in my life that could say, if you want to, you got to make a left turn right now, I'll do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me want to move on, or can I say one more thing? There's no such thing as yeah. on this podcast, bro. So, like, let me... Let me let we got to get to controversy soon. So, uh, so we're, we're talking... We're I think this is, rabbit I think <laughs> this is huge, right? Because let me just stay on the topic of talking to leaders. Um, I was at this... It's a program called uh, Soul Care. It's in NorCal. It's a nine-month program helping leaders yeah. to lead from within, right? And the founder, her name is Patty Pierce, 74-year-old woman. She's a hero of mine. And she actually goes into the Gospels in the Mount of Gethsemane. Right. And what she talks about was she talks about leading from weakness and leading in vulnerability. Right. Mm-hmm. So in Corinthians 12, correct me if I'm misreferencing. Right. <laughs> my grace is sufficient for you. Say, for my power say it has is been made. said. It has been said. It has been said. This is what she talked about. She was talking yeah. about the power of vulnerability yeah. Yeah. and how leaders always have to put on performance. Yeah. yeah. This image. But the one time Jesus almost sinned, the one time. When he says, Father, take this cup from me, but not my will, mm-hmm. your will be done. He actually brings Peter, James, and John with him to see him wrestle, mm-hmm. right? Most mm-hmm. leaders, they only bring people when they're guest speaking, when they're traveling, yep. when they're yep. on the airplane, when they're in their mm-hmm. glory days. Yep. But Jesus, in his humanity, had security in his identity with the Father. And he says, you know what? Hey, Peter. Hey, James. I'm John. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm about to be tempted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm actually yeah. about to, like, ruin yeah. this for all of us. Yeah. Yep. And I want you to see how I struggle. Yeah. I want you to see how I doubt. Yeah. I want you to see how mm-hmm. I wrestle. And oftentimes as leaders, especially myself, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't show my disciples or my people like, hey, yeah. I'm leading, but I'm still like, I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, you know, I'm talking about anxiety, but I actually still have anxiety. Yeah. Right. I'm talking about mental health, but I'm still struggling with some depression. So good. Yeah. And what that does is it shows people. I, I heard a Craig Crochel said this recently. He said young leaders, their temptation. Who's Craig Crochel? I've never heard of him. Uh, <laughs> he runs a small church out in Oklahoma. It's Bro, pretty cool. It's like yeah. 20 people. Yeah. Well, small church Yo, planner. This quote, I'm, I'm butchering it, but he says something along the line. It was a preaching conference. He said, yeah. young leaders are tempted to preach spectacular sermons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you should try to be normal yeah mm. i think that's spot on he said your yeah. temptation is to be spectacular yep but your power is when you're normal yep. yeah that's did awesome. not god become normal did yeah. not yeah. jesus become flesh yep. and then wow. when we see god in the flesh that's mm. when salvation came and yep. i feel like when leaders put this ungodly pressure to be special to be something you're not you're setting yourself up to fall because we weren't made for glory yeah, we weren't yeah, yeah. made for this crazy pressure that only God can take, right? Yeah. So I think even giving leaders permission to be weak, to show your staff. Don't talk about a testimony that you overcame 10 years ago. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Or, or you always talk about before you were saved. Yeah, right. Before I was saved. Before yeah, I was right. saved. Yeah, before. Yeah, 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 so then yeah, it creates yeah. this false complex yep. that exactly, there's yeah. an ability after you're saved to attain perfection. Right. Exactly. You know? Or yeah. right when you yeah. got saved, all the stuff you dealt with, but now you've arrived it's in this gone. place. Yeah. It was gone. Yeah. Yeah. You and your wife, your marriage yeah, figured it out after yeah, salvation. Fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, so, Go Sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, no, that's just my point. My point yeah. is like giving leaders permission yeah. to be human and to be weak. That's so yeah. good, beloved. 
speaking on leadership and wisdom and um i'm just curious like what your thoughts are so when speaking on wisdom say somebody is like hey chelsea's like 20 something years old and somebody can consider her wise and somebody's 80 something years old and they can consider them wise where is it where you're like no this is a wise person that i can truly trust and confide in and help me guide me in this situation because she can be chelsea can be wise and plenty of areas does it do you choose based on the areas that you're going through you're not going to go to a person who's married and probably has you know maybe one kid and you have like three kids and you're like how do i manage this yeah so when it comes to Mm. wisdom how do you decipher this is the type of wisdom Mm. that i'm seeking tell us your name again Uh, real quick nancy nancy Nancy. Nancy. great question what i always do is like i number one i look for fruit in the areas that i that i that i'm i'm looking for. i have never met a leader yeah. Who had wisdom in every avenue? Okay. Yep, I've never, I've never That's met fair. it. Yep, and I, and I, you That's name fair. them, you name them. I could probably say I met them. Yeah, you know, like especially in the church space, right? Mm-hmm. I've never met one ever that, and and you know, you have a lot of these leaders who, again, we talked about them on the pulpit, yep. how, how they'll preach, and it, they sound very perfect behind the scenes. Most of them do pretty good at being, being very honest, you know? And I was recently with one that I, man, I thought, I thought it was so, um, man, I I just thought it, I, I, it was, it it was like, um, I just thought it was so strong the way they worded this. I I was recently with a very well-known pastor and they were asking about them, him and his marriage. And, Mm -hmm. and he said this, they said, you know, how often do you do, Mm. do date nights with your wife? And he said, to be honest, I preach about it way more than I practice it. Oh, wow. And he's like, it's probably something it is something that I need to work on with my wife. Mm-hmm. I, what I could have done if I was immature mm-hmm. was drilled in on him, canceled him. Yep. Mm. Well, you're a hypocrite. Mm. Yeah. You talk about it on the pulpit, mm. but you don't practice it. Mm. But he's aware. And far be it for me to understand why he said that. He could say that because he's got a million things on his plate. He could say that because his wife's got a million things on his plate. Like there could be a million reasons that led him to say that. And so I could easily ride that person up, yeah. but this person is, is, is one of the best communicators in America. Yeah. So he has wisdom on communication. He's, he knows the word inside and out. So yeah. he has wisdom on the word. Um, he's brilliant in leadership and a lot of other areas. Um, uh, very locked in on honing, raising his children. So it's like wisdom in a lot of areas. One, one that was kind of self-confessed was um, a little more. And like, man, I could probably invest in a marriage a little deeper, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right away you go, okay, there's a lot I can get from this person. And I probably need to find someone else to gain wisdom for in my marriage. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, it just, and it takes maturity to be like, okay. And so I'm going to squeeze, I can squeeze and be a sponge in all areas of this person's life. Yep. Um, where I feel mm-hmm. that they have wisdom too. I, th- there are a lot of things that um, I couldn't give you, you know, wisdom on. I, I just, I would have no idea about certain things. Right. Yeah. And then there's a lot of things I could. And so yeah. to me, you, 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 you have to have enough voices in your life of different areas of respect. Cause I know guys, I know guys right now that could teach you how to make a million dollars a year, but they couldn't tell you how to raise a household. Mm. Like that's for sure. So yeah. you have to decide like, and then you have to decide. And then what altar did they, did they build that off of mm-hmm. or, Oh, this person built a church, but what altar did they build? That doesn't mean you write them off. Yeah. It just means you be selective of the wisdom that you retain. So they may say every day I did this in my church and I did this in the church and I did this in the church. 
but you're on a second marriage. So is that the type of out, outlook that I want of how you got to where you got? Is yeah. it possible to get there without doing what you yeah. did? You have to kind of evaluate those things. So I think in like in the sense of wisdom, someone could be 80 with wisdom and they could also um, here's one thing that I that I had realized over the years mm-hmm. was we're very quick to celebrate because I do a, a lot of counseling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I do quick one on ones. I do phone calls with people if they go in my DMs or whatever. Um, I know people have been married 37 years, but they're in the, them and their spouse don't talk. So like over the years, because divorce rate has gone so high, the moment a person just throws out the years they've been marriage, married, everyone celebrates. Mm-hmm. We've been married 35 years. Oh, yep. oh yep. you won in a million. <laughs> but then what they don't tell you is them and their spouse don't even talk. Yeah. They're roommates. Yeah. What am I celebrating in that moment then? So then they think, yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I'm led to help young people be married because we've made it 40 years. Well you've made it with 40 years with not being selfish enough to make a mountain out of a molehill, but which you didn't make 40 years potentially. And I know others who have very successful marriages who've made it that way. But this idea that we've just really elevated like celebration and success just to a few elements that stick out of like, Oh, well you're a best-selling author or, uh, or you're a great preacher. So that must mean that you're a great father, husband, businessman, leader no it doesn't mean that yeah it doesn't mean that at all it means that you're a great communicator it means that you're a great author i have to then through through time spent with you discover where else i could learn from you right like right away from sammy you like the the times i hung out with i'm like right away if i want to do campus ministry like at college campuses Mm -hmm. i'm calling sammy you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you better hit up sammy he got wisdom for that for days you know like and then we, I don't know if it's public, but like you made church plant or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe one day, maybe in the future, people keep saying, "Will Will keeps prophesying." You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm not uh, prophesying. I'm just but me and Sammy, destiny. so like, <laughs> Sammy should never call me, other than just like uh, advice. But like, he should never call me on campus ministry stuff. I I never had 400 clubs, you know, across yeah. America. But when he starts a church plant, which we have had conversations before about mm-hmm. leading, you know, a senior pastor role, lead role in a church, like we have conversations and he receives from me in that area. Mm-hmm. So I so I think I think there's often two two way roads, you know, a lot of times yeah. in, in wisdom and relationship. I mean, I mean, you know, like Andy's here does all our TikTok clips like I don't know nothing about making a TikTok video yeah. Yeah. and he makes them for us and they pop. Yeah. Yep. He got wisdom yep. he in sure TikTok, does. you yeah. know? I would say um, this. I would say this. But he too. can't drive a car. <laughs> so, so when you're ready to drive a car, Andy, like you know, like, like, let me know, you know? <laughs> we need him on camera. Where are you at? No, He's behind the Just to your question, I, I feel like um, wisdom can come from anybody mm-hmm. is what yeah. I feel. Meaning I feel like we think that success and age and experience equals wisdom, just like you said. 37 years. We all celebrate. Good job. But we don't know the inner workings of that marriage. Yeah. How I live my life. And even like I think of when Jesus said, if you have to be like the children and like, that's how you're going to enter in. Right. Like if you, if you welcome them in, welcome the children, like entering into the kingdom of heaven. And I feel like for myself is I try and walk through. It doesn't mean that you're, you're walking with maybe a 10 year old, 15 year old, 20 year old. It doesn't mean that they're going to be your mentor. That's different, right? Mm. Mentorship. But you could receive wisdom from any person. 
an unbeliever could give you wisdom, right? Uh, obviously, true. biblically in Proverbs, it says that the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. But for me, what I do is I say, God, I will be willing to listen and, and receive from you from any person. Yeah, that's good. Because yeah. that wisdom, wisdom actually might come from people that have failed, right? We learn through past experiences ourselves or someone else's or, or failure in our own life. And I feel like the important thing to do for, you know, for all of us is what I try and do. Not that I'm successful at it all the time, but that I don't just receive from people that I respect and honor. Not that I'm going to receive from them that I mm-hmm. dishonor, yeah. but almost that I feel like that they've arrived so they could speak in. I'm saying, God, at any moment, I want to be able to receive wisdom from someone that I don't even know that there's wisdom for me, right? Like California, there's gold in the ground. But maybe in some of the places, right, that there was gold in, it's not the most beautiful. But at least people dug there and found gold, right? Yeah. So it's important to know that we could mm-hmm. find gold even in yeah. the most, you know, ugly wilderness places. And I feel like with people, um, it's super easy to be like, I want to receive from like this OG, like a Bishop Jakes, who we talk about, yeah. like he's like triple O. <laughs> we just love him. Like he's our I guy. I funny you know story I mean? about Bishop too. Um, off camera. But I feel like uh, I feel like it's important to be like in my day to day, whether it's from my child, my nine month old little baby girl, from you know, from you know, a, a child, from someone who doesn't know Jesus. I'm ready to receive wisdom and God to speak in through any circumstance. Mm-hmm. That's different than a mentorship, but I feel like if we live our life in that aspect, then we're open to receive through humility, which really is a kind of a beckoning and a beacon for the power of God to land on your life. Great, yeah. Great. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 I like it. Will put it, though, like nowadays, like that vulnerability and honesty is a big part of me receiving wisdom yeah. mm-hmm. from someone on a long-term basis. I could, like you said, I could find wisdom in anyone, but to yep. like invite someone yep. in to be, uh, we call them in our circle, sages. Yep. So like to invite a sage, which uh, shout out to Brad Lomanick who coined yep. that and started it, yep. one of our mentors. But, um, you know, you call someone uh, a, a sage in your life, which is a regular voice. Like what I'm looking for mainly uh, is that vulnerability and honesty. So like with yep. me, if you came and sat with me about marriage, like within the first 20 to 30 minutes, you're going to hear how um, me and Ashley were sure of ourselves that our marriage wasn't going to work unless we got some things down. Uh, you will hear from us that we've gone days, 40 days without sex. We've gone days with X, Y. Like, we're, I'm going to first, as we're talking, tell you, whatever you think about our yep. marriage, like, like it is it is not perfected in the way that you think it is, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the wisdom I'm trying to lead in with the fact that that we have fallen short. We are working out our salvation. We, But I could tell you this, we're healthy. That's why I'm offering wisdom is because we are truly healthy in this area. Good, and and I feel I have something to offer because, because my wife will echo exactly what I'm going to echo in the room. She's not going to roll her eyes when I'm sharing this advice. Like, yeah, I totally yeah. listen and respect my wife. And she's sitting there like, you're yeah, right, Joker. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, then mm-hmm. that's now where it's time I can receive wisdom. Whereas like I have sat with people early on in the marriage and I'm sitting there and I'm like, it didn't sound like they're le- leading me to believe they've ever had any issues. Oh yeah. And then when I asked them, have you guys ever had any issues? They're like, we have, but God's grace has always been in the center of it. And oh, you're yeah. going, what? Like, like it's weird. What's up with this church, <laughs> this church Christianese? Like, 100%. like, you know, we haven't had our perfect days, but God has always been in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and then what they're really not telling you is like, yeah, like we've had days where we've had separate rooms that we've slept in. Tell me that. Yep. 
because I'm on that horizon right now. You know, like mm -hmm. that's what I need help with. And that's where I need wisdom from yep. is, is from your gray hairs in that area. And, yep. and you could you could earn that, you know, you could earn that gray hair at any age, depending on whatever caliber. So I'm looking at, you know, like if someone I, you know, mentored over the years, they want to go into marketing. Like I could tell you right away they're like what I did wrong in those areas. And that's what I'm looking for. Leading, leading with wisdom through the errors, through the failing, through the falling, through, you know, I had a love of money. I was chasing money. Like I want to hear that and hear how, what did you give up to get the priorities that I want mm -hmm. in, in that? And so for me, most of the people that I well-rounded have wisdom for, they're definitely not as successful as you would imagine, but I look up to them as a well-rounded mm -hmm. person. And that's what I want. Like, like yeah. I don't want, I don't want yeah. this yeah. if it means all these other things have to go. So I'd rather have a mentor that has the balance of life yep. that could teach or balance. I don't really like that word, but yeah, has yeah. the, you know, the right values and the right equities in life. And that's what I can receive from, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to receive from the pastor who, yep. who their kids don't go to church yeah. anymore. Yeah. And, 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 and receive how to church plant. And then when you talk to the kids, it's like, it's like, yeah, I don't go to church anymore because, you know, I, and I've heard this before, yeah. like what my dad said on stage isn't who he was behind right. the scenes. Right. So I'm like, okay, they, they have a 30,000 member church or whatever it may be, but you know, the kids yeah. have, have said enough right there. Yeah. Right. Uh, if that's the feedback, it's sometimes it's the kids and, independent moral decision on whether they want to give their life to and Christ I think or what, not. But I think what you're saying you know, too is like, there's this at least the general okay so my dad dad's puerto rican mexican mom's white grew up in the dominican for about four years during high school time so i'm what they call like a mestizo mix right just a hybrid kind of deal and so i feel like sometimes uh my dad is incredible love him so much but sometimes the past generation it's like if you have pain points or weaknesses that could be uh, like a weakness what <laughs> well it could be a weakness but it could be it could limit what you do yeah so yeah, hide yeah. it don't yeah, tell yeah. nobody about it and yeah. just especially as guys, be strong, right? Yeah. And what's really cool, so like my wife right now, she's starting her master's in marriage and family therapy. She's getting her MFT. And uh, and and she's always been such a fan about counseling. And, you know, like me being Latino and like, my counseling is sports, man. I just watch ESPN. Yeah. I feel so much better. Yeah. And so I love it because I get convicted <laughs> from uh, in, in a good way, like with guys like Will, like you're saying, Adam, Caleb. When we talk about, because for me, it's not, I wasn't always shown the model of, Show your be vulnerable because vulnerability is to me sure. before was yeah. almost like a, not only a weakness, but almost like it will hold you back. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing that people respect the most. And so even another book mm -hmm. I'm reading by Samuel R. Uh, R. Chand is called Leadership Pain. And it talks about you can only grow to the left. It doesn't have the word ladder in it. I don't think so. Oh, Maybe Sam it does. Chan. Sam Chan. Why? Inside, but he's got like seven books with the word ladder. In probably. It. Yeah. Right. But it's like is, I might I, I might butcher his quote, but it's like you can only grow to the level of your the, your threshold of pain. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's so easy, at least for me. I want to avoid. Yeah. I think we all want to avoid pain at all costs. But if we could walk through pain and walk through what we're doing currently, mm. yeah. it makes us more human. That's the beautiful thing about Jesus. He was yeah. fully God, fully man. Yeah. If he was just fully God, it's like we couldn't relate to him. But like you said in the garden, even when the homies fell asleep and, and, and Jesus is like, my greatest weakness and you're sleeping, but he's bringing them around in that moment. And so I think like really embracing those pain points to be able to walk into the, the fullness and future of our calling is yeah. super key. Yeah. And, and allowing like I imperfect people to speak into your life, mm -hmm. you know, like I, 
I, you know, I try to find myself to check my heart on receiving from anyone yep. and wisdom from anyone. Yep. And, and, um, there are people at our church that, um, are so quiet and meek in the church. Yeah. And whenever I see them, I so look forward to seeing them because, because their words often carry so much weight to me, but they're not grandiose leaders in the church. Yep. They're not, you know, they're, they're not, they don't have a stage presence. Some of them don't even serve, but uh, they're faithful to the Lord, you know, and I see their walk with God in terms of their spirituality. And so I really respect when they say something, you know, when they say like, Hey, I really feel like God's using this or doing this. I really carry weight to what they're saying. And then, and then some just have certain concerns. Like one of my wife's aunts, like she knows how busy I am. So her main concern is always just my health. So every time I see her, she's always like, she don't care nothing. She don't care where I've spoken. Yeah. She don't care how the podcast numbers yeah. are doing. She don't. All she ever wants to ask is, Adam, are you prioritizing your health? How are you feeling? You know, make sure you're not getting sick. Make sure you're not overworking yourself. Yeah. Are you getting sleep? That's all she cares about. Yep. It's all she cares about, and I love that. That's all she cares about. You know, because it shows yeah. that you need that, that. You know, yeah. it shows that, and she cares about that. And like, so guess what? Like for me, my comfort level is. If I ever feel like a place where I'm, I'm, I'm not prioritizing those things, she's gonna be one of the first people that I'm honest with because she asks yeah. so frequently enough. Yeah. Like, so you gotta, you just gotta find respect for people that are that are that that are around you yep. and in the church yep. and you know so big as like church planners. It's like just engaging with your community and and being with community and living with your community yeah. and stuff like that it's like it's so important cuz that's what life is about yeah. and most people that are sick nowadays are very lonely yeah. so that's a big sickness and yeah. that's usually what leads to a sickness of a leader yep is most most of these individuals that you see fall uh, were v- are very lonely people yeah. very very lonely people yeah. yep. um mm. which True. leads to sickness yep. whether it be in their health or it be in their spiritual health with the decisions that they're making. Right. And so I'm always trying to fight, fight that, um, urge for me, which is to seclude, separate myself to be alone, hide, you know, okay. I won't be criticized if I'm untouchable or not untouchable, but unreachable. Right. And so you have to fight that inclination. Um, which is like what us three were just talking about before. And our friend Sean spoke last mm-hmm. night and yeah. we were just talking in our group text of like, we have to prioritize more time together. So we all have our own separate circles and friendship and yeah. church communities and yep. all that. But then there's that level of like, okay, now as pastors, yep. like yeah. we gotta, we gotta have that, right? Yep. There's layers to it. Right. Yep. So, um, that's what I think the, the beauty of leadership and, and wisdom is you should, you should have layers to your community that equal interest, leadership, qualities, all that kind of stuff like that. And then ultimately your accountability or editability and yep. all that kind of yep. stuff like that, you know? Yeah. We're almost done, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. We got to get to this. It's, well, closing question. Well, what is it? Is it's freedom, right? It's free, this is this is coming out July. Oh, 4th. So the, yeah. Well, right, the, so the week of July. The 4th week of episode. July 4th. Yes. Freedom. So yes. I don't I don't know if we got many. I mean, we got some controversial topics, but I feel like we got to end with Caleb like. When you think of, <laughs> you told me about, you told me about you love tearing down idols. That John yeah, the Baptist yeah, sacred, cow. yeah. sacred cows. What, what is one, maybe I asked you this question, maybe you've already talked oh, about gosh. it. What is one sacred cow that stands in the way of our freedom? 
that comes up. I mean, there's a lot, but like we talk about freedom, we talk about July 4th, we talk about what we're walking into. This podcast is going two more hours. Maybe it prepares, but what is what is that? What is that area we'll that, re- that you're thinking of? We'll hit record, we'll all go to lunch, yeah. and then let it go. 100%. It depends what circles you're in. Right. It really depends. But what comes up for you? Like, like when you think about that, think about that question. Okay, about so, yeah, tell me. Well, gosh, yeah. here we go. I like it. Everything I've ever said on this podcast, I feel like for me, but um, uh, freedom, freedom, freedom. I think, uh, I think, um, it's just, oh, it's overwhelming. How do I choose? Uh, gosh, freedom. Um, freedom for me is all about holding the non-essentials in life loosely. Yeah. Right. So that I want to I want to hold the core um, and hold everything else so loosely. And so when I'm when I'm just focusing on the core, which is the, the essentials, Christ, Christ is king, death, burial, resurrection, love, the pri- pri- priority of love. That's what Galatians is all about. It's all about the prioritization of love. Like it doesn't matter that you're circumcised. It doesn't matter that you're a Republican. It doesn't matter that you're a Calvinist. It doesn't matter that you're, if you have not love, you are nothing. Mm-hmm. And so from a guy like me that is so wired um, to have that martyr complex, to fight for something, you know, to, to lay my life down for something. Mm. In, in, in my past life, it was Calvinism, the doctrines of Calvinism. It was... Um, these other ideas and this shirt that I wore last week was so meaningful because it communicated that, that don't believe your all, don't believe all of your thoughts, Mm -hmm. you know, like just because I think it, that doesn't mean I have to identify with it. You know, I'm not so, so disconnecting myself from the, 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 the things in life that I want to hold to a higher value than love yeah. and to the cross of Christ. Um, so, and with that comes a whole variety of topics that I've, uh, uh, yeah. some of which I've covered, but you know, that, that I think I'll just give you a, I, I want to give you a general answer. Cause if yeah, I go into I like specifics, it, I like it, I like it'll just it, like get it. like open up. Here's what I would say about the old Caleb who is, he's always existed as like a, yep. like the, like we said, like a, a John the ba- Baptist archetype, right? I love it. Um, he, I think he went from a place where he was a defender of ideas yep. to now a defender of people. Mm-hmm. And that's where his switch has came. Yeah. So like his freedoms it. is based off of the freedom now is like freedom of thought, yeah. uh, so free, good. free, freedom of view, freedom of respectability in all people. Right. Whereas like the old him was, uh, very, so he was, you know, Caleb means dog. So like. He was very doggish towards concepts, ideas, convictions, yep. how things ought to be. How and I would literally look at you right? like you're less than me mm. if yeah. you didn't believe in the doctrines of grace. Or right. you, you can only, you masters, yeah, yeah, you can only do so much for me and right. my sanctification. Yeah. If you're a Muslim, right? If you're a Catholic, if you're this, but it's like it's like no, like this person is made in the image of God. This yeah. person may have a, a perspective on so, life that can add value to so me. So good. Yeah. Even if he's a Muslim, even if he's a Buddhist, even yeah. if he's a, yeah. a a liberal, a leftist, yeah. whatever, it's good. they can add value to my life and help me challenge my thinking and grow. I love it. it yeah, yeah. It boils down to that. That's so good. So I think, yeah, that freedom is like is so like good. is like as as believers, 
just not judging people, like not feeling yeah. like I'm better than people. Yeah, that's what Galatians is all about. Why are you feeling like you're better than th- th- than these Gentiles because you're circumcised? You're not. <laughs> Why do you feel like you're better because you believe in predestination or you yeah, believe yeah, yeah, yeah. in ex- expository <laughs> preaching or yeah. you believe and they don't? I love it. Yeah. Like you are not better than them. Yep. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, get all Caleb a shirt that just says circumcised. That's my current hobby horse. Bill. Right. That's his jam. It's on my mind right now. So that's I what I say. That. What's I funny is like the last episode, some people that, were like, bro. why didn't you ga- engage with Caleb on the conversation of circumcision? Here's the short answer is 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 when someone like him, when they when they get in that expression, you, you gotta let you, him flow. Yeah, if yeah, you go. if you pour fire on 100%. it, hundred percent. Like if I'm like, yeah, Caleb, yeah, Ca-. oh gosh, oh, like yeah. now he's gonna probably overstep, right? You know, so it's <laughs> like, let me cook, let you, me cook. Yeah, you have to Chef just Curry. you have to just back up and just yep. and just let, let it, it you know, like like if someone was there, like man, if I was in that Francis situation, I would have checked him. Well, guess what? You would have brought down hellfire and fury. <laughs> From France, he was kind to you guys in that well, moment. I love it but too. If you I love checked it too. Him in that moment, don't check Francis. Like, oh gosh. Hey, welcome. Do yeah, a lot of, welcome no, to a lot of times fire, in dude. our circles, like, like in our yeah. church, our circles, premillennialism is a big deal. Like almost, yeah, yeah. and people yeah. can put it at the level of salvation. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just love like being like, hey guys, what if postmillennialism is true? <laughs> yeah. I just love that. I love because it. Shakes their view. If, if that makes you uncomfortable, it's probably because you're elevating that higher than it should be in your life. Yeah. And so I. Just kind of throw that out there, yeah. kind of as a troll, but right. also as a way to like tear down that sacred cow. Right, like, guys, right, right. you do realize that they're, they're like, no, I'm gonna be raptured, I'm gonna be up in, right. the, yeah, up yeah. in the sky. You, you do realize there's 2,000 years of differing viewpoints oh, in yeah. regards to this. Yeah, it's yeah. okay if you don't believe your way. Yeah, pretty much you know, about 100 yeah. years. Right. <laughs> kind of more popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot right. more so, popular. Exactly. Yeah, 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 I don't know. Yeah. And so I, I just feel free. I feel free. And and <laughs> suffering has, has produced that in me because yeah, I died. And I am free. My, my yeah. mind is free. My body feels like a prison, but my mind... This is how I describe it after coming through my season. My body is a prison. I'm in this body of death, as Paul says. Yeah. But my mind now is free. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Thank you Fourth for sharing. Come on, come on, July, Freedom Day. I got my. I have my Freedom. American flag on here. That's right. Caleb has his American flag right here, and so uh, God bless America. <laughs> 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 on this faithful episode, where oh. we all have the uh, freedom to preach the gospel. Thanks for asking right that, now. though. I appreciate. No, that. I, I just yeah, wanted I to think about that. that, and I would just say thank you guys. This podcast is incredible. Yeah. Um. It's just it's super fun to create a space like this, and I love that both being brothers open up for questions. I love even your response because I wanted to hear what you're thinking, even to, even if it's just a moment, because just even you sharing your process of where you came from, where you're going, I know it's super helpful. And so I love yeah. Will. He's one of my favorite people. Yeah. Um, he challenges me every day. Likewise, you and then us kind of connecting. And so I just, I love, I love what you've created. So I, it's an honor yeah. to be on here. Thank Thanks, you, brother. Man. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank this you guys was an for an awesome uh, show, man. For jumping yeah. on us. That I mean, that's what happens when you get four pastors on a table. I knew it was going to go more <laughs> yeah. into church space, which was fun. Yeah, we haven't done like a church conversation in in a while. Yeah. You know, so uh, we'll talk yeah. about the Scotland we trip uh, uh, maybe next time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing we got yeah. snaked out of money on. Yeah, yeah, it's by cool. Someone, yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we got. Yeah, we yeah, we'll talk next time. Yeah, we'll talk about next time. I wanted to hear that one. Yeah, we'll do it next time. If people want Sammy and Will back, just let us know. We'll decide. No, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. It was incredible. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Of course. Um, yeah. I mean, that's it for today. We'll see you. Happy, right. happy 4th of July, everybody. Awesome.